For in-depth analysis, there's ESPN. For a couple of guys giving you reactions, rumors, and straight-up opinions, this is the place. Corner Pub Sports. Check out the website, cornerpubsports.com. Follow them on Twitter at Corner Pub Sports and find them on Facebook. Now, grab a cold one, sit back, and enjoy the show. Welcome to the pub. Hey, this is Brett Myers, and listen to Corner Pub Sports. Oh, good for you. Corner Pub Sports. Brought to you by Wildfire Radio. Hey everybody, welcome to the pub. Oh shit, I forgot to do my thing. Yes you did, I was waiting for you, you didn't do it, it's alright. Is that why you booed? Yeah. <laughs> welcome to Friday night. Yeah, I'm tired. Cornerpubsports.com. I, I was mesmerized by the creepiness and the pedophileness of uh, one New York Giants football coach. <laughs> yeah, Mac, Ben McAdoo is it. He is it. He's a creep, man. He's like a... He's on Megan's Law, there's no doubt about it. Yeah. He's definitely on Megan's Law. Um, so welcome to the pub. If you're listening live, we want to thank you. If you're listening on uh, Wildfire Radio or Cornerport Sports, thank you very much. If you're listening uh, to download on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, you name it, thank you guys so much. But uh, we have a debut tonight. There you go. There you go. Let's do it. There's the crowd. There's the crowd. Introduce yourself, sir. Is everybody. This, is this a microphone? Is this, is this on? <laughs> is, is this, this thing on? Is this a microphone? John, welcome to the pub, brother. Yeah, yeah cheers. Yes, man, cheers. Yeah, uh, I just printed my ID out this morning. Is it, Am I still allowed to, <laughs> to drink here? Yes, yes, you are. Oh, yes, okay. yeah, you're good. You just popped your cherry. He starts to come, and then he pulls out. Welcome to the show. <laughs> now, do you have a soundbite for when uh, Gary Matthews Sr. says, jerk off the ball? No, I don't. You know, I... I um, right, did we, did we ever Did we ever have that one? No, we didn't. No. What did he say? That if he, so he goes, you jerk off the ball, and if he comes, he comes. He <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, we, we, uh, we have a lot to get to tonight. A lot of news broke today. That's for I, sure. I, I don't know. I was at work all day. Was was did anything? Did anything happen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, a little oh, bit. Okay. A couple things. You okay. know, a couple things happened today. Um, but we want to uh, thank uh, Naked Brewing Company from last for last week. Uh, last week we were on location doing our show. Um, <laughs> we had an interesting show for sure. Yes. Um, but we want to thank Naked Brewing for uh, for hosting us. We had a great time. We certainly and, did. Uh, yeah. We hope that everyone that was there had a great time and. Um, you know, we had some technical difficulties. I was I was able to get the show up, which I was really shocked about. I, yeah. You know, uh, we had we had issues going on, but also want to give a shout out to Phil, and I hope your face is doing okay for falling on the concrete. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, we were we we played a game, and it did not go too well. Uh, it, it seemed like a good idea at the time, as Sean would say. After you drank a few beers. Um, so we had Mike, you know, Mike brought a bunch of wiffle ball bats and we basically had four teams and you held a pint of beer in your hand, 
class, and you had to spin around on the baseball bat, you know, mm-hmm. for ten it, seconds. This, meanwhile, this is an hour and a half into the okay. yeah. an hour and a half into the show when people have been drinking for at least a good two hours. A little bit, a little bit. Uh, you know, you know, things happen. You know, what are you gonna do? I just got a text. The show is an absolute uh, jaw dropper for, you know, for lack of a better term, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so so basically, you know, one guy started to fall, but this guy Phil, who I've went to, I went to grade school with, he he went across three lanes sideways. No, I mean it was like it was like literally like it was a crisscross route with two guys falling. Yeah, it was it two was guys cr- ran and Chris immediately. And I put fell. my head down. I went, oh shit, this is not a good it's, idea. Sounds like Chip Kelly's offense back in 2014. <laughs> yeah. So so they yeah. so he he face plants and beard. You know, the glass shatters all over him. It was bad. It blood. There was blood everywhere. Cats and dogs living together. Mass hysteria. It was crazy. And then there was a wolf that we were afraid was going to smell blood. Fox. A fox. Fox. Yeah. A little yeah. slight difference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was an actual fox hanging out with us. It was pretty cool. Was so good... am I going to like bleed tonight for this show? Is that what? Is that what you're so to yeah. So blood in, blood out. <laughs> yeah. <it was> so... <laughs> we we have a game uh, prepared for you, sir. Uh, no, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, no, you're 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 safe. You're safe tonight. But I want to thank uh, I want to thank Nick Brown and um, everyone that came out and uh, everyone that listened to the show and, and tried to listen to the show. It was it was a great freaking time, and we've really had a good time. So yeah, it definitely was a good time, and it was um, there was a little bit of everything. Yeah, it really was. So uh, there was arguments. It's been a while since I had it. Fighting. There was screaming. There was. Yeah, there was. There was a lot. Actually, it was funny because uh, Ron's like, "This is what we do." Because there's people that haven't heard us before. And they're like, wow, what the hell's going on here? We're like, no, this is what we do. We drink and yell at each other. Like, that's yeah. basically what the show is. We just, yeah. And we have points. And then afterwards, when you listen back to the show, God damn it, I forgot to say this. You know, because people are just yelling. So the last two weeks, the last two shows have been hectic as hell. Um, there was the, obviously, Naked Bruin show. We had people galore. And then the week before, we had a full house. Yeah. Uh, and, and Well, that was two Wait, weeks Bob before. Bob Saget was on the show two weeks ago. Oh yes, Bob Saget was on the show two weeks ago. <laughs> hey, but not not hey, the Michelle. full house Bob Saget, the the, the comedian the raunchy, Bob Saget, yeah. the raunchy Bob Saget. Yeah. yeah, he was on the show. It was much better. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, no. Hey, hey everybody. <laughs> Dave Fulia. I love how he's just like the exact opposite of his character. Right. Because he goes from like you go from the like nice Family Guy on Full House and. The, the, the cheesy host on America's Home Base, when you turn on standing, he's talking about how he like solicits prostitutes. It's like, what? It ba- basically, right? It, yeah. it, he, he's a bit of a uh, he was a bit of a pedophile on the show, wasn't he? A little bit. Not a pedophile, but like a bit of bit of a pervert, I guess. Perfect, is a better word? Yes, yeah, pervert. Yeah. Better better term. Sorry, yeah, we, I still I still I still have yeah, Pete, Pete Rose in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> it's an overused term on the show these days. Between Joe Pa and well, I mean, Joe Pot was like six years no, ago. No, just, just, there's just somebody that just can't let it go. Now, hold on a second. Pete Rose said that even though she might have been 13, she had sex like a 16-year-old. So in his mind, it was okay. <laughs> right. She felt like she was 16. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, so anyway, yes. Um, just hey, do you guys want to hear my... Uh, ridiculous. Oh, do you guys want to hear my dick joke? No. Uh, it's too long anyway. All right, so let's get to the big news today. Oh, oh, I get it. <laughs> so uh, let's get to it, man. Uh, might, might as well, you know, because uh, I'm sure we're going to spend some time. Oh, um, by the way, before before we uh, start, um, Sean, Sean Callahan's going to be calling in in a little bit. 
Um, he, Fathead. Uh, <laughs> he's going to be calling in. He um, he was at Lambeau Field last night, so we're going to get a uh, little game analysis. Actually, I'm more interested in hearing about the stadium, to be honest with you, and the atmosphere. He actually has a really cool story involving Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, I, I heard, I'd seen something on Facebook about it. Pretty cool. It, I was which, talking to him that night. And, uh, I mean, all that I heard about on Facebook is how, like, you know, how much better Green Bay is than in Philadelphia and how he wants to move there and, and you know, how he just, like, shit all over. Oh, like, no, so we're, we're going we're gonna to have to uh, well, you know, give him a hard we'll get, time about yeah, we'll have to get yeah. at it. Uh, like uh, apparently, that's all he ate all week. Or the whole time he was there. So he basically days. hasn't shit in so like two yeah, weeks. He hasn't pooped in like five No, he days. said he said it was pretty bad today, this morning. <laughs> he said it was, uh, it was pretty bad. All right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, someone else just said, uh, apparently you're a slow ass. Oh, oh, I get it. The joke. The big dick joke. Yes. Um, but yeah, so Callie will be calling in. And uh, Ron was supposed to be on the show, but he got dicked over pretty bad. So Ron, we're thinking of you, um, you know, well, I called out on him, so I could you. be here. Yeah, right. Yeah. John John called out. Right, sorry. So, uh, <laughs> there is that. Uh, Eagles, man. Um, first of all, preseason football is here. But before we get to the game itself, Jordan Matthews was traded today. Big trade, man. Big trade. Yeah. I'm really, really curious to see what you guys think about this because this, uh, this was an interesting one. Um, and I think it's a little polarizing, judging from what I've read so far. Okay, um, yeah, I mean, I haven't had a chance to read it, so, I mean, my first instinct is, like, three minutes of radio that I got to, got to listen to while I was, like, out at lunch for at work, and I don't know, you know, I don't know the corner that well. I mean, Buffalo, the AFC, right. you know, wasn't a very good team, so I don't know a whole lot about them, but Jordan Matthews was a first-rounder, and you gave up a third-rounder, Um the one thing that was brought Bre- up... Breaking news, Ryan Tannehill is go- undergoing season-ending ACL surgery. Shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. We co- kind of knew he was going to be out for the year. Yeah, I don't know how much breaking hey. that was, but... <laughs> giggity. Yes. Uh, more on that later, by the way. Uh, giggity, giggity, giggity. Dealing with the Dolphins and uh, Jay Cutler. Oh, yeah I, yeah. I don't know about that one, but we'll, oh, we'll, we'll talk about We'll get into that. Um, uh, so, basically, the, the, the net results of the, of the trade... Was Matthews and a third... Right. For this cornerback who's a young cornerback and, and seems to be pretty good. I yeah, guess. Ronald, Ronald Darby is now a Philadelphia Eagle cornerback. Um, and then uh, in turn, the Bills, so like you said, they get Jordan Matthews, they get a three. They also get a two. Um, and EJ Gaines from the Rams for uh, Sammy Watkins and a, and a six. Right, um, okay. six round pick. So Samuel Watkins goes to the, the Rams. These are two separate trades, but yeah. they work together because of the fact that Jordan Matthews comes to the Bills. They get rid Jordan of Jordan Matthews makes Sammy Watkins expendable, essentially. Basically, and like, do you think I, I don't? I, mean, I guess Jordan Matthews has been a little more consistent. He's been less injury prone. I think he's only missed two games in his career so far, three years. Um, yeah, but so, Sammy Watkins. Well, it, it's tough to say because Sammy Watkins had that really good year. That that one good year, I guess. Yeah, uh, you know, but he hasn't been on the the field enough. I mean, he's, I guess, he's been a I little mean, consistent. Con- yeah, I guess well, for consistency. Before the, before the off season began, the Buffalo Bills declined his fifth year option, mm-hmm. which would have made him a free agent this year. And they're under a new regime, on with Sean McDermott. Sean McDermott, Sean right. McDermott. So they're they want to wash their hands of all the moves of Doug Waitley. Mm-hmm. That's why they made a lot. Of the, that's why they made these moves today. 
when they traded away Sammy Watkins and Ronald Darby. They want to acquire picks. The Which Buff- they did. Yeah, they the got Buffalo second Bills, or third rounder. As of right now, have six draft picks, two in each of the first three rounds. They'll be within the first 100 picks of, the, of next year's NFL that's, draft. I, yeah, that's pretty good. So it makes it makes sense from their perspective. Yeah, but I mean, so the, the thing. And the, the, Ram, and the Rams like, get Watkins basically for for a sixth round, basically. No, for a second. Oh, I'm sorry, a second. second yeah, and, I'm sorry. and whoever second that, that guy six. they gave up. And um, L- EJ. Or EJ or Guinness, yeah, whatever. I don't know. EJ, is. EJ what is hardly it? knew well, you. I don't know. No, I, I don't. I never heard of him, so I don't know. And yeah. it's not our guy, so I don't give a fuck. He, right. Yeah, he, he, all right, EJ Gaines <laughs> had a really good EJ 2014 Gaines, season, and then he's dealt with injuries, and he's declined every year since. What well, position does he play? Cornerback. Oh, okay. So they lost. Yeah, he's going right. to slate in to play behind Tre'Davious White at cornerback. Okay. So, and that's who they drafted this year, right. right? They drafted in the first round. Is that that? And that's what made the the guy that they got rid of expendable. But at the same time, like. That's taking a big chance. I mean, how good? Well, so so here's the thing with with Ronald Darby, who's now a Philadelphia Eagle. Uh, basically, uh, you know, he was drafted in 2015. Um, he was a Pro Football Focus uh, Defensive Rookie of the Year. He right. he made the uh, All Rookie Team, uh, three time ACC champion while he was in college, BCS National Champion, uh, freshman All American when he was in college. Uh, he, he was Defensive Rookie of the Year in ACC. He was defensive rookie of the year in the month of December during his rookie season in the NFL. Um, when he was in high school, he was named All-American. So, I mean, the guy has a high ceiling, uh, now, extremely what was he, he high He was drafted ceiling. in the third? 2015. Um, second-round second overall pick. Okay, yeah. second round, okay. So, I mean, he's you know he's around where Sidney Jones was picked this year and, and where some a lot of the cornerbacks went, which was also in, in, that, in that year was, you know, it wasn't like it was an extremely high um, – uh, uh, defensive, you know, defensive back draft. So there was a, not not any knock on the defensive backs, but it, there was other positions that were much more highly, you know, highly ranked. So you know, maybe if it was this year, he he probably would have won it earlier, you know, because it was such a, a top heavy cornerback draft this year. Um, but yeah, this is interesting, man. Um, you know, I, I'm going to be really interested. You know, I'm really intrigued to see what you guys think about this trade because. Jordan Matthews here, you know, he he was consistent for the Eagles. He was healthy. Uh, he was a middle of you know middle of field target, and he was basically Carson Wentz's security blanket. Um, so yeah, so, so here's yeah, my go ahead, take Mike. on yeah, it. Yeah, you go for it. I feel that it was. I feel that it was a desperate move, maybe a, a move that was made out of necessity. Um, I, maybe they – I don't know what their thoughts were on Jordan Matthews because they hadn't signed him to a long-term contract, and he was up on his last year of his contract this year. Um, but him and a third, I mean, they they got Jernigans, who is considered to be, you know, a Pro Bowl-type tackle for moving down 20 slots in a third. Right. They gave up a third and a first-round pick from a couple years ago to for a cornerback. So – it seems like a little bit of a desperate move to me. I feel like they overpaid a little bit, even though the guy is young and, and is pretty good and has some upside. But um, maybe they had to do it. I don't know. Well, Mike, to counter your point about Jernigan, the reason why the Ravens dealt Jernigan was for two reasons. One, they needed to clear cap space because they, they wanted to sign Tony Jefferson, the safety from mm-hmm. the Arizona Cardinals, and they had to move him to get the cap space 
they weren't gonna, and they also weren't going to cut him either because he's too valuable. So they kind of got so the Eagles got the better. I think they might they might have gotten the better of that. We haven't seen them him play yet in a regular season. I can't make a judgment off of that, but that's why they got that trade. In this trade, Matthews has almost no value at this point. He's likely going to test the market. He's dealt with a chronic knee injury. He hasn't missed any time yet. Not he's yet, dealt with no. the knee injury. So teams are a little bit wary. And he's also been one of the worst, most like susceptible to drop receivers in the NFL over the past couple Statistically, of years. Statistically, yeah. I mean, let's, yeah. let's get the rose-colored glasses off here for a second. Well, I'm, he's made some pretty egregious drops. Granted, he's been miscast as a number one, but which isn't the, yeah. He's like some he, of the drops he, he had. Were he was bad. like the Andre Iguodala of the Eagles. Exactly. He, he and it's not his fault because he he they should have had more talent around him and they addressed that. Well, he was a number year. one pick. I mean, he, when you're you, when you're a first round pick, you're supposed to be a number one receiver. But he was also a slot receiver. You know, it's not like it was Deshaun Jackson drafted in the first round or whatever. You knew this guy was going to be a slot coming out of college. Your slot receivers rarely, unless you're Larry Fitzgerald for the Cardinals, it's rare that your number one guy is a slot receiver. Well, there's a couple. I mean, Wes Welker obviously was. Yeah, I mean, but but again, you're you know Wes Welker, and then I guess Edelman's now a slot, right? Right. There's only a few. There's only a handful, a small handful of guys. The majority, of the number one receivers are outside guys. Right. You know, the Des Bryant's, the Julio Joneses, the, you know, the Odell Beckham guys. You know, those are your outside guys. Those are, the, and they're also the, you know, best receivers in the game too. Antonio Brown, all those guys, they're all outside receivers. Your slot guys aren't going to be the downfield. You know, get you double-digit touchdowns for the most part. You know, they're they're just not going to do it. They're going to get you a lot of catches, which is what Jordan Matthews did. Actually, there's only a handful of guys who have had more catches in their first three years than Jordan Matthews has. Right, but I I do think that. I, I think that even though he was on his last year, I think the knee issue was maybe him holding out because he didn't get a better mm-hmm. deal. So maybe that was a little, played down a little bit. Um, you know, so uh, yeah, so the, the Eagles probably stole Jernigan's, I guess, in essence, and won on that deal. But I still, all things considered, you know, the third round pick alone is is kind of a, a decent amount to give up, and then a. You know, say what you want. I understand that he probably didn't live up to a first-round talent, but still a guy drafted first in the first round a couple of years ago. You know, got a little, both yeah. of them in one deal, you know, unless this guy is already, you know, marked as a pro bowler, seems like a lot. My, but my, it's a desperate move. They needed it. The way I'm looking at it, it like you just said, it's a desperate move. They had to do it. The, you know, if you listen to anybody that was talking about the the camp, all these cornerbacks have looked like dog shit. I mean, to be honest with you, they they've looked terrible. Um, and you know, last night against you know um, Bruno Mars, I mean Brent Huntley, um, you know he, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, he he looked just like I'm mean, look, looking at him through the helmet, I'm like Jesus Christ. Bruno Mars is about four foot. Well, yeah, 10. but he's got the same face. Yeah, same pretty sure face. Brent Huntley's like right <laughs> leg weighs as much as Bruno <laughs> Mars. Just watch. He starts dancing. Anyway, so um, my point was. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we're off the rails. Yeah. Um, basically, that I, I, I felt that Jordan Matthews on a contract a year. They weren't going to resign him. You know, John and I were talking right before the show. I said the same thing to you in, in text messages. Basically, that this was his last year in his contract anyway. If Jeffrey was going to perform well, 
They weren't going to be able to resign Matthews because he's going to want a decent amount of money. His numbers show that he should get a decent amount of money on, on numbers alone. Um, so I don't think I, I think because it was his last year, he loses worth as far as the trade goes. Sure, yeah. I mean, and obviously. I think they had. Now, do I think a third's a little high? I do. I think maybe they could have went with one of their six fourths that they had next year. Yeah, you know, why especially not go, when they don't have a second. Why, yeah, why not go with the earliest fourth you have? Maybe go with that. But, hey, you know what? It is what it is. Now you have no second or third round pick. I won't be surprised if they trade. They try to package those two fours to get another third round pick. Whatever. That's down the road. Or maybe trade back. Well, depending on where they finish in the first round, trade back in the first round and end up getting recouping their they third They could back do that. Yeah, like that. You don't know what's going to happen. But I think the one thing that really sticks out to me, and I talked to Ryan, um, who's obviously on the show quite a bit uh, before the before the show earlier, I said, you know what this means to me is that that Sidney Jones pick makes even more sense now. Like it, it, it's just it's it's that much more important now because you don't have a second or third round next year. You're not going to be able to add depth or or add skill positions as of as of now, being that you don't have a second or third round pick. And you did that by acquiring Sidney Jones in the second round, and maybe you're waiting next year. I I think he plays this year, honestly. But maybe towards the end. Let's I say mean- he doesn't. He's. He's now a quote unquote rookie next year, you know, for a position. You know what I mean? And and, and now you have these two guys who can probably, I mean, this guy's entering his third season and Sidney Jones would be entering his first. Yeah, I mean, but you you really want to trust a rookie at your opposite starting corner? You know, this guy was slated to be a top 10 at one point pick in the draft and he got hurt. So. I think he should step in. Look at some of these other guys. You know, Eli Apple. You know, these guys they were playing for the Giants last year. He, he was a, he was a stud last year. These guys should live up to his expectations. Yeah, I mean, but and I agree that you know, should is is you hope that they live up to it. But you want to when you got a rookie, you want a decent backup plan. But maybe Russell Douglas, if he ends up progressing, he's your backup plan because he is he's a second year guy by then. I don't. What is going on with Russell Douglas? Is he just not that good, or he doesn't look that good right now? I mean, I know that he's a rookie and it's early, but I think he was a third rounder. Question: I, He's a rookie, man. He's learning the system, you know. But he's a third. He was a third rounder. I mean, he should. You know, they they spent you know a decent pick on him. He well, should be able to play. The, the the knock I've heard on Douglas is that he's a little slow. Um, you know, he's just he he can't keep up. Hey, that's not nice. Hello, my name is no. That he, that he's a, he's a little slow on his feet. <laughs> Let's put it that. And um, that you know, apparently, bunch of childs. Apparently, uh, you know, he he's 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 more of a uh, press coverage guy, and they're trying to work that in. That's what I've heard. Um, it's gonna take. I think he's a guy who's gonna take a little bit of time. Right. I, I think he'll be all right though. Look, yeah, well, the seventh rounder last year, and Jalen Mills is now your starting corner. One of yeah, your starting I mean, corners, which basically tells you that how atrocious it is that you know the seventh rounder is your, and then the third rounder from this year is. Yeah, I mean, even without, even if Douglas is you know a Pro Bowl caliber guy, you still need another guy. So I mean, again, it's it it would had it had to be done. You had to get somebody, and and I guess if you could get some, Matthews, you're you're really hoping that Aguilar is now going to be able to be that slot guy instead, and maybe he right. fits better there. I, I guess that's their plan. Or do they do they bother to stick Matt Collins in the slot? Like I don't I don't know if they that's do a that. lot for, and he's a fifth round rookie too, right? Yeah. Well, 
I think with this trade, guys, is that they have a lot of guys on the bottom of their depth chart at wide receiver who they seem to really like. Mm-hmm. As you mentioned, Matt Collins. I, remember, I know we're going to get into the preseason game later. I don't want to spoil too much, but he looks really good. <laughs> yeah, he did. Sean Gibson, uh, he, he, I think he's they're going to stick him on the injured reserve or some way to redshirt him. Marcus Johnson is another guy. They're he's been impressive. With. He's been turning they heads. Love him. Yeah. And Bryce Treggs, who a lot of people written off before this game preseason game, he had a very good game. Now I, I forgot about Bryce Treggs. I'm to be honest with you. <laughs> now with the third round pick you mentioned, uh, Sean, they gave up. Ronald Darby's only 23 years old. Yep. And he's still got two years left on his contract, right? right. And it's kind of like the logic. A lot of people use to justify the Eagles trying to trade a first-round pick for Brandon Cooks. He's also very young. If you draft somebody in the third round, you're probably drafting somebody who's who's as old or maybe even a little bit older than Ronald Darby. So in their minds, moving a third-round pick. Right around the age, yeah, okay. In, in their minds, it makes sense, too. Now you mentioned they have all these fourth-round picks. The, the one pick they traded – Sorry, when they traded Sam Bradford, mm-hmm. they had the first, obviously, but they had a conditional pick, which could be a third if the Vikings make the NFC Championship game. Listen. And they're an, NFC, they're an NFC contender. They are not an NFC contender. I have to disagree. I think they're an NFC contender. You think? Regardless, I think they are. But They fell off at the yeah, end of last they, they, year. They did fall off. They, they, they had did they, a hot did they address anything? And they lost Peterson. Well, we're going to get into well, that. We'll get into that because our NFC. Oh, yeah, NFC we're doing North? the NFC yeah. North today. Yeah, see, ah, see, segways. I know how to plug this show. You know, All right, there you go. The agenda for this show. All right. It's <laughs> uh, good stuff. Oh, good for you. Now go home and get your fucking shine box. All right. <laughs> we're getting fired up already. All right. Let's get this shit started. Um. Speaking of getting shit started. Yeah, I'll, I'll get you. Fuck. I'll get something for you. By the way, why don't you talk I'm about what, why don't you talk about what, <laughs> what beer we're talking about or drinking tonight? Beer is good. Beer is good. So we beer figured we'd give Naked Brewing a break. You know, they, they probably didn't want to see our faces after, you know, after the incidents on, uh, you know, Friday. I was actually kind of embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> Sean didn't want to show his face. Like, uh, no, I had stuff to do today after work, so I couldn't, I yeah. couldn't get over there. And I was going to try and get over there, but. You know, I got out of work at like quarter after six, so that wasn't working out. Um, so we are drinking the old staple, the other Pennsylvania yes. beer, Yingling. Yes. <laughs> Nothing wrong with a little lager. Maybe we'll di- maybe we'll dive into some uh, Land Shark later. Huh? John brought some Land Shark. There over. you go. Mm. Good shit. Sounds like there's there's people upstairs. Yeah, like yeah it's not, it's not wrong. Nah, it's it's a uh, Quinn's friend. Um. Yeah, you know, it's, I so, I guess in the end, I mean, thumbs up, thumbs down. What do you, what do you guys, what do you guys uh, say about this, this, this trade? Um, I can't go either way on it. I mean, I, I would say thumbs down, but it was such a necessity. Like, I, I think they, they lost on the deal, but since it was a necessity, I understand why they did it, and it, I feel that it kind of had to be done. Uh, but I, I'm still going to go lean a little bit towards the thumbs down. I thought it was just too much. Wow. If I were to grade all three, the, the three teams involved in this kind of flurry of trades, I would say the Bills won. Yes. They got second and third round picks for players they didn't even want anymore. 
Right. I, I'll, I'll agree with that. And not only that, but they replaced both position players exactly. with other position guys. they right. did a good job with. But, I, yeah. I, think the, I, like, the, I like Ronald Darby because he did perform extremely well as a rookie. And in fairness to his drop-off last year, the Bills were in complete chaos last year because Rex Ryan turned their, turned their team into a circus. So, naturally, everyone else is going to struggle. Uh, so, so, I, I mean, mean, so in a sense, I think the Eagles, in a, in a way, they're buying, they're buying low. low on a guy who, if you traded for him after his rookie year, you'd probably give a first-round pick or maybe even more. Okay. So, there's, I mean, there's obviously some risk here, but I think the, I think the reward is going to outweigh the risk. So, if I were to grade the Eagles, I would give them like a B to a B minus because they did give up. Jordan Matthews and a third round pick, but I think there is some good in this trade. Right. Okay. So you're you're kind of leaning more towards a thumbs up. I'm like, I'm like uh, like more of a thumbs I'm, up. I'm thumbs up only because I feel that the the two most important positions on the field are quarterback and cornerback. You know, I mean, take lines aside. You know, I feel like that those are your two, you know, most important positions. They were. This is my biggest fear going into the season was the cornerback position, and you you solidified that a little bit. I think I feel you got a lot stronger with that. Um, I don't know what's going to happen on the other side, but you have other options. You know, I think that Darby's a pretty solid guy. I didn't. I'm going to be honest. I didn't watch him too much last year, but I do remember uh, one game late in the season. Um, I had Jarvis Landry in fantasy, and this is, this is why I watched him. And um, he went up against Darby, and Darby shut him down. And Landry was averaging like six, seven, eight catches a game. He held him to three catches, like 27 yards or something like that. The only reason I know this is because it was like a playoff game for me for fantasy. I still ended up winning, but I'm like, fuck. You know, like I needed this guy to produce. Actually, not, I'm not trying to one-up you. No. But I saw tape of him covering Odell Beckham as mm-hmm. a rookie, and he shut him down. Did he? Yeah. Like, they were, obviously, the Giants want to get the best matchup. Bills had Stephon Gilmore at the time. Mm-hmm. Who's now in the Patriots, and they want to get the best matchup. And Darby was shutting him down, like wouldn't let him, like he wouldn't let him you catch know, anything, forcing him to the outside. He just has a lot of like characteristics you wouldn't see from a young corner. Mm-hmm. Like, he knows how to force receivers, have to go out of bounds, right? Give him less, give him less room in yeah. front of him, right? You know, Beckham's a weird enigma in him, in and of himself. He, you, just you call know, him? an enigma. All right. Okay, so yeah, I mean he. He'll, he'll all of a sudden go off for 200 and some yard and two long touchdowns and in the game. And then, like, he'll go through three games where he has, like, and the fight with 30, the 40 net. yards and fight with kicking nets and fight with other players and fight with his hair and whatever. Yeah, but he also kills <laughs> us. Yeah, he does. Oh, man. I guess. Well, I mean, you know. Well, you see, and that goes back to the other point of this, which is that, you know, my dad – I'm talking to him real, you know, for a couple minutes today, and he's like, "Man, this guy, you know, the, the guy that they traded for, man, he's he's going to slide right in and start for the team." I was like, "What the fuck does that mean? I could slide right in and yeah, start right. for the Eagles right now." Slide right in. No, I, I, it was pretty bad. It was, it was that, and that what you just said is the reason why I think this was a good move because you have a, um, I'm not, I'm not going to say surplus, but you're more. You have more depth at wide receiver than you do at corner. You needed to do this. You had to. I knew I, when I saw the alert, I wasn't shocked. I went, okay, cool. I hope he's a corner because I almost saw the name. I'm like, I hope he's a corner. And I looked. I'm like, oh thank God. And I'm like, man, I, 
kind of remembered it. Like, I kind of heard this guy's name. And the more I thought about it, I'm like, oh, my God, I do know this guy. Like, I, you know, it's not like I, I don't pay attention to Buffalo Bills. So, like, it was hard for me to place him. But, yeah, once I thought about it, I'm like, oh, my God, I remember the Jarvis Landry game. I think Eagles fans being upset by it makes sense because we seem to kind of try and get players off the Buffalo Bills a lot. <laughs> we do. And we it do. usually doesn't work out. For example, uh, Kiko Alonso. Ugh. Where did, yeah, Brian, where did Brian, Ron Brooks, Leotis, yeah, McKelvin? Yeah, McKelvin was from the, uh, the Bills, Ugh. yeah. Yeah, McKelvin yeah, was a fucking watch. That's depressing me. Stop it. But at least this guy has more of a, uh, a little bit more of a better background, I think. Well, Kiko had a big, uh, a good background. No, he did, but he was also coming off of surgery. And, you well, know, I think no. he's the best one, just the fact that he hasn't had some horrific injury mm-hmm. and or no lack of talent. And Alonzo so, did have a good year last year with Miami. But. He had a decent year. I mean, it, it, it was a pretty good year. I mean, it was a good bounce back year, but I don't think that – It think didn't work out here. I mean, no. He shied away from ta- – like, we watched him shy yeah, away from tackles. Yeah, we watched him run like, – like, literally, like, run away from – He like, also weighs, break. like, 180 pounds when he was with the Eagles. He it's looked, pretty crazy how he, he was he, a linebacker. He, he clearly he, – because he missed so much time from his knee injury, he didn't get enough time to bulk back up to his, like, playing weight. I think that's why he shied away from contact, where I think after he was healthy for like a, having a healthy offseason, he put the weight back on. Right. Man, the Eagles got screwed a lot. by different, Like, DeMarco Murray has career years before and after they sign him. Yeah, right. Patrick, I, mean, I know a lot Patrick of that. Chip Kelly. Patrick, Patrick Chung. <laughs> Wins two Super Bowls since he left us. Yeah. <laughs> now, what do you guys think What do we give up? We gave up a, for a six-round pick or something was um, – was it, no, that wasn't uh, not Chung, but we um, another corner. Ellis that, Hobbs. Was it Ellis Hobbs for yeah. for New England? For New England, yeah. 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 So, what do you guys think about Byron Maxwell's comments about how the Eagles really screwed up by trading him away, not being patient with him? You know, I'll say this: I look. I, in the end, he helped us get Carson Wentz. So, like, I'm not going to rethink that trade. Um, at all, I, I'm just not um, because obviously I'm, I'm, I'm. I love the fact that we have a quarterback that we're looking forward to seeing play. Uh, I'll put it that way. I think that's the best way I can put it. Um, and he didn't perform here while he was here, and and that was kind of the knock on him was well, is he the number two to Richard Sherman? Is that is, is he a system guy? He got burned a couple times last year. I remember watching a few times, and I'm like, he, he wasn't impressive to me last year. Uh, no, I don't think I don't think it was a mistake to, to let him go. A part of me does kind of – I guess if he was here, maybe Jordan Matthews is still here, you know, now. Like, you're not making that trade. You're not as desperate because he, he was adequate, I guess is the best word. Yeah, but – if, but then maybe you're not drafting Sidney Jones, and maybe you're not drafting Russell Douglas. So I don't I'll, know what happens, man. I'll I'll kind of argue you're if he's here, maybe you don't. You're you're right. Maybe Jordan Matthews still is here. But if he's here and his price tag's still here, maybe you don't sign Alshon Jeffrey because your salary cap. Yeah, well, well, you're not really exactly counter are you? are kind of making my point. You're kind of helping my point. Well, I, yeah, honestly, I mean, yeah, you're 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 bringing up points that are help helping me. Well, yeah, I mean, I was just kind of so yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, you you said that you didn't think it was a, a bad trade, but I you know one of the yeah. So, anyways, I do I blame him for saying it? No, I mean the guy should have some confidence in this and that, and he did have a 
maybe not a great year, but a bounce back year, a better year than, than when he was with the Eagles. Um, at the time, I thought it was a good trade to, to get rid of a little bit of salary and to get draft picks in return for it. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I don't regret it. Even all things considered, I, I still technically, I guess it, it, what it equates to is you gave up you know, salaries or whatnot, but you gave up uh, um, Alonzo Maxwell mm-hmm. and you got back a third and you mm-hmm. traded that same third, you know, mm-hmm. the equivalent, and Jordan Matthews for together, Gibson. So, together. I mean, you know, you gave up Alonzo and Ma- uh, and Matthews, I guess, for, for, for the cornerback. Maxwell, Alonzo, and Matthews. Don't forget, for Gibson. though, too, Jordan Hicks's quick ascension made Alonzo expendable. Yes. If if Jordan Hicks wasn't playing as well as he is, Alonzo is probably still an eagle. Well, yeah, uh, sure. Yeah, that's true. So I mean, yeah, I, 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 still. All that being said, though, I, I, I don't regret the move, and I think at the time it was the right thing to do. And I, I'm still not. I, I still don't think it was. I think losing Hobbs was a, a hell of a lot more of a mistake for a sixth rounder. Was a hell of a lot more of a mistake than losing who? I'm sorry, Ellis Hobbs. They. Oh man, yeah, man. Talking about losing the Ellis Hobbs trades, like when you like misplaced twenty dollars, <laughs> like two years ago, and you're just like, and then you go through your laundry, and you're like, oh man. my god, I found oh, remember that? Remember that? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, holy shit. <laughs> hey, I I once considered a career in uh, pediatric proctology, but uh, there was a lot of openings, but you know the holes were small. All right, so um, <laughs> game recap. So let's talk about last night's. Uh, uh, last night's uh, football game, dude. Guys, we fucking, had football last night. Fucking football is back. It's fucking back, man. It's good stuff. Yes. Yeah. I'm, of course. Yeah. The old Monday night football theme song. This is the best fucking song out of every fucking football song ever. This one's the best. All right. Do you, don't you agree? I this agree. This is the. I'm staying up late. Even though it's a school night and I'm watching football night song, that was that's the what this only is. Time yeah. that and like watching Monday Night Raw, the only two times I was ever allowed to stay up past ten eh. when I was a kid. Eh. Especially when the Eagles played. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. yep. <clears throat> absolutely, I agree, yeah, I, man. This was this was uh, this was it. Um, so how about that Wentz uh, possession? That was uh, that was nice. Yeah. So we yeah four we, for four, right? Look yeah, good. We, look sharp. Yeah. Doesn't you know? Show a whole lot, I and mean, you know, four passes, four conditions. That's well, you know, know it's, for it's uh, it's it's interesting. Did he get hurt? He they went for fourth down twice, right? During that drive, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Well, the one was a penalty, so that didn't count. And then they went for it again, um, and got it. I mean, you know, here comes uh, Clay Matthews, and that was the play of the game. I mean, so we were gonna we were gonna, we were alluding to it earlier. Yeah. Let's so so he he kind of does a shimmy like a shimmy with his shoulder. Clay Matthews goes flying, <laughs> and uh, you know it looks like Casey Matthews. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That was great today, and uh, on John's uh, on uh, John's Facebook post, um, and and you know, Wentz kind of stands in her strong and throws a strike to Matt Collins, and Matt Collins straight up fucks two people. Oh two yeah, stiff arm the shit out of two. Dude, guys. that was awesome. He, f- I think the guy's head's still on the field. 
the second guy he hit. So boom, stiff arm, the next guy, boom, stiff arms him, and then just tiptoes in the end zone. It was beautiful. Yeah. And Matt Collins a rookie, and it's great to see. And I think that's another thing. I think that made the Eagles a little more comfortable doing this trade today was was the fact that Matt Collins has looked apparently really good in camp so Man, far this you, year. You're, you're trusting a lot off of like I know, two but, weeks. but he's got I a know. great football name. I mean, if your name's Matt Collins, you're going to be good at football. You better be good at something. <laughs> you know, it's not like his name's like Aloysius Stevenson or something like that. His name's <laughs> Matt Collins. Aloysius Stevenson. <laughs> Clive Bernstein. So, and then the, the, <laughs> the next play after the touchdowns, a, um, ugh, a throw ugh. that that. Well, they tried to run it. it, so they went for two. And this is—I'm glad you brought this up because we got to talk about this because this is my gripe of the night. Might be it might be a fucking stale beer. I gotta be honest oh, with Jesus. you. Jesus. Um, but you know they go they go for two and, and you know they, they hand it off to Legarre Blount and he gets stopped, but there was a penalty, so they get to redo it again, and. Uh, yeah. So. So yeah, and and you know, Wentz rolls out and throws a pass. It's a little bit out of not of, not out of reach, but you know, not a you know, not in a you know, right in his chest grab, but it certainly hit his hands. It was up in the air. It was up in the air. It was tough. But it hit his hands. Definitely a catchable ball, and Aguilar, you know, missed an opportunity and dropped it. You know, same. Aguilar that we, you know, seen last year. I'm not going to be too hard on Aguilar. Now, granted, this is the guy that tweeted out when he dropped that that touchdown against the Seahawks. He tweeted out saying, and I quote, Nelson Aguilar couldn't catch HIV if he drank a gallon of Magic Johnson's blood. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I didn't delete that. I'm not, a, I'm not exactly I, sure I, I'm not, that. I'm not exactly his biggest fan. Right. But – that play that they ran, I blame, that goes on Peterson, in my opinion. I'm going to tell you why. That play they ran, that whole slant route to the middle at the goal line, yeah. that's what cost the Seahawks from winning a Super Bowl. And you ran That exact fire. play. <laughs> why would you run a play where you're going to have your receivers going to run towards all the opponent's bodies? Why? You run towards the corners. Right. You're so limiting I, well, I would, the, your yeah. field. You have a, already have a limited space of field for you to pl- the throw to. Why would you try to not take advantage of the two corners? Run a fade route. I, I think he just ran that play because he's like, listen, I'm not calling any money plays in the preseason, which I think is smart. And it's guys, it's preseason. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I mean it's it is. I think Chip Kelly but, took preseason too seriously. That's why they look so good during preseason when yeah. he was the head coach. Well. That's all good and well, and and when it was happening, I'm like, all right, they're trying shit out, and they're going for and a fourth. Oh, that's cute, you know. Oh, they're going for two, even though it's you know first quarter. Okay, whatever, it doesn't matter. I had no problem with any of that. But after the fucking game, he comes out, and I'm expecting uh, to Peterson? hear just that. Ah, you know, I want to see what my two point conversion crew can do. I want to see Wentz while he was in there to see what he can do. I would have had no fucking problem with that. But what does he do? He comes out and goes, well, uh, uh, I was looking at the numbers and, uh, you know, uh, statistics show that if you go for it early in the game, uh, you know, you can get more points on the board. And, you know, uh, you get the, you know, I was looking at the numbers on their on their uh, defense from a, from the two-yard line. And, you know, I really liked what I saw. And I knew from the start that I was going to go for two. And what? Dude, it's fucking preseason. Like, so you're, you're thinking like, he overthought it. Dude, <laughs> and – 
This is my legitimate fear with this fucking coach. What do you like? I'm sorry. It's preseason. First of all, the pl- the first of all, you're running a vanilla offense. They're running a vanilla defense. So fucking throw the stats out the window. But that's your go-to instead of I want to see what my guys can do. I'm just testing them out, testing the waters. Like McCarthy. McCarthy flat out said said, said the same thing. Just what I just said. Yeah, I was you know yeah I was one for two. Yeah, I just want to you know keep it going and, and keep these guys fresh when it, when we're in the real games. That's all he had to say. No, he's a I'm holding back. He's a fucking moron. I, I I can't stand him. Like instead of just saying that, he he comes out with this. Oh, I ran ran the numbers, and you know I, I think we had a good chance to get in, dude. Like it's preseason, and and you're doing the same fucking shit you did last year, and that's my problem. That's why I, he's gonna lose two games for them this year alone, and that's I, we haven't given our predictions on purpose. We haven't given our you know game by game predictions or anything like that, but. Yeah, I'm I'm a little down because of him, and I gotta be honest. I think they have a lot of talent, but he's gonna cost the some way games. You just described how Peterson acted after the game. I didn't see his post game press conference. So I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, no. Yes. But the way you're, it's not like he was watching some sort of like two point conversion TED talk. 15 <laughs> minutes before the game, he was like, "Oh, this is like a good idea. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna try this in the game." So, John, you're not a uh, Doug fan either, huh? I, I didn't know if John was or not. To be I'm honest like with you. indifferent to Doug. I, I look at Doug Peterson the same. I look at Ben McAdoo. He's like a somewhat inexperienced coach, but mm-hmm. he did play in the NFL, so he knows how the NFL how to treat his players. He's a players' coach. Okay, the players he is. are gonna, the players are gonna like him. However. Players like you too much. That's gonna be a bit of a problem. Players so, like you too much. You know what the, you're the, the shower stall. The asylum, you know. <laughs> right. I mean, I. No, no, absolutely. It's there's a fine line, a very fine line. Hey, coaching stuff, quarterback and stuff. I mean, they're they're tough jobs. Managing anything is fucking tough. Managing people sucks. But anyway, so my feeling by the way I'm sorry Callie's going to call in about five minutes to give okay. us Lambo uh, Lambo experience I'm still you know I mean Sean and I are always a little bit different in our just kind of a, in our not analysis always like, but something yeah well not even what I mean is that Sean kind of is more on the lines of he he sees something and reacts to it and, and kind of is quicker to kind of like make a judgment call one way or the other mm-hmm. I'm always a little bit more of a sit back, wait and see, conservative, probably to a fault type situation where, so Sean's already ready to consider Wentz to be pretty much the franchise quarterback. And he's also saying that he thinks that Doug Peterson is absolute trash and shouldn't be a coach. Yeah, Me, I'm kind of wait and see on both scenarios. I'm more along the lines of, you know, Carson Wentz had a good year to build off of, but let's wait and see. And I'm also like Doug Peterson did some good things in getting the team rallied to start three and zero, and you know winning a couple games with the Atlanta game, the Giants game, but screwed up a couple things and made some rookie mistakes. Um, so, you know, I, I just want to kind of give him a chance to kind of figure it out. I'm not saying that he's Going, I'm not completely. I'm not telling Sean that he's completely off base and that he's, you know, that there's there's absolutely no way that he's not going to be great. I don't know. I'm just kind of, I'm I'm holding back the reserve judgment, mm-hmm. and that's and, kind of and where it's I'm fair. At. I, I have no I have no argument with that. I think it's fair to do that. 
Am I being a little crass? Yeah, possibly. I, 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 I could. Oh, oh, Callie's calling. Callie, Callie's calling. Bad Yo, brother, what's up? What's up? What's up, Fathead? Pixie just landed. Pixie just landed. Yeah, and and what yeah. was and your first thing was to call us. What's that? And your first thing was to call that's us. That's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's how bored my life is. How pathetic <laughs> I am. Man, well, you got to go to Lambo. Nobody wants to hear about how pathetic. Over, no. <laughs> Don't cry to blues. Oh man, oh, I just got back from Lambo. My <laughs> life sucks. Well, you know, we were just talking about Doug, and and I was talking about how, um, oh, a, a jaw jerker wants to know how Mrs. Callie is. <laughs> Here we I'm go. How's, how's Phil doing? Uh, Phil's okay. He's okay. All right, good, good. Yes. Yeah. Um, you so, know, like I said, you know you're in trouble, and I'm your doctor, and I was basically looking over. I'm the last person you were looking you over when you're in trouble. Actually, he he wanted to, <laughs> he wanted to thank you. Like he he uh, he wanted to flat out thank you. Um, for for yeah. your for, for helping him out, yeah. Oh, and I, I, I felt it. I felt it. And I just got another. And I just got. I've been there many times. Many I, times I've been there in that situation. I just got another text. <laughs> How's Mrs. Callie's Callie's friend? Yes. Clay. No, your cousin. Yeah, her cousin. No. Yeah. Oh, 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 I Clay. That's that's your new crush now. Forget Jordan Nelson. Oh, Jordan Nelson. Oh, oh, Clay now. Really? Oh, that that long flowing hair. Yeah, that's, yeah. Oh, that's funny. And the nice ass that she also said he has also. Oh, really? Oh, really? Uh, so, I mean, okay, did, did she? Did she? What would you want him when you got this? You got this right here. What would you want that? <laughs> didn't, didn't she see him miss that miss that sack on Wentz to lead to a touchdown? Didn't she see that? You know what? You know, our seats were really tough to see, and they were never down. Well, obviously, because the Eagles never got that pass to the yard line. Matt McLaurin is probably the worst quarterback I've ever seen ever. <laughs> I, I fucking hate that guy. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> that's Christ. The, that's side the point. But they never got up to our end because they couldn't get the ball pass to the yard line. Right, so, right. Uh, every play, every play was down the other side. So I really, I missed a lot. But I mean, dude, the, it was just, the whole experience is awesome. Like I, I suggest anybody can ever get out there ever. Yeah. So for any, you know. Yeah, I, I want to hear it, man. So like, you know, you, you you get to Green Bay. You know, Cali was in. Get to Green, well, all right, this is the first thing. We land in Green Bay. We get to our hotel, and um, I'm sorry, we get a hotel shuttle bus. Dude, the dude was awesome. He goes, hey, you know, we call him Philadelphia. Nicest guy ever. Hey, let me go give you a tour. I'll, I'll drive around. You know, I'm not supposed to do it, but I'll do it. So he takes us to awesome. drive around, told us all the bars to go to, told us what you know, the, the best food is out there, and he was just the nicest dude ever, you know. So we get we take a tour of Lambo, and um, it's like an hour and a half long. They take you through everything. And, dude, at one point, they messed up on the elevator, and we, we ended up, like, in their war room. What? Like, That's awesome. Yeah, dude. <laughs> That's awesome. Did you take pictures? <laughs> No, I couldn't. They, they closed the door right away. I was pissed. The doors aren't closed up that way. Yeah, they accidentally dropped off it. So I'm like, yo, I think that was the war room. I think that was uh, like the car seat. <laughs> That's awesome. It's a bunch of crushed beer so, yeah, cans and fondue uh, on the ground. They take yeah. you up to the top. They take you up to the top. And, dude, it's just like a – it's just it's awesome. You just can feel the history while you're there. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's did you feel anything else while you were there? Like, um, well, we went, well, then we did that, so then we did the tour, and then we just, it was, all we really used to do was drink out there, so we found a bar. So then, anyway, I told you, I was texting you that night, we're downstairs, and we're watching the Panthers game, and you couldn't get NFL Live Network in our TV, in our, in our room, okay? So we had to go out in the bar. I'm at the bar, these two little old ladies come down, and like, oh, all right, the Panthers game's all down here. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, are you guys in Carolina? She's like, nah, 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 it's because my grandson, he plays the Panthers, you know, nothing big. So I'm expecting her to say some scrub. I go, oh, yeah, who, you know, who's your grand? Not Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> like, we wanted him. Yeah. 
I know. That's exactly what I said. Wait, 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 wait. What? Christian McCaffrey is your grand cousin? Yeah. I was like, what? Oh, my like, God. And I was like, well, what are you guys doing here? She goes, oh, my other son plays the Packers. He's Max McCaffrey. But I didn't even put two and two together. Yeah, he, he had a catch there. last He had a catch last night, yeah. too. Oh, yeah. He had a, yeah. Of course he did well against us. You know, of course he did. So then, <laughs> what, eight so catches well? Like, right. <laughs> I was like, well, I asked her, I was like, why are you guys out here for Max, not Chris? He goes, oh, we know Chris has got it. We're, we're more worried about Max. Oh, exactly wow. No way, really. So awesome. Dude, she was telling us, like, you know, stories how they were they were kids. Like, you know, Christian would never let – or Max is older than Christian. Okay. Know, used, they used to play football nonstop. Just giving us all kinds of stories. And That's awesome. And for a good, like, two hours. And then, you know, then she was, you know, Ed McCaffrey. You know, who you know Ed McCaffrey is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, Long-time Denver Broncos called, receiver. Eddie. Eddie, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's her son, right? Yeah, that's her son, yeah. I go, yeah, you tell Eddie I said hi. <laughs> <laughs> you tell Eddie, Callie says hi. So it was, yeah, that was, that was uh, Wednesday before the game. The Thursday, we captivated. I uh, went to a couple different bars. You know, we were just drinking, and then we got the game. And then I tried to, I tried to get down to the Eagles. Don't, you know who actually shook my hand? It was Howard Eskin and Keith Jones. That was the only people I even got close to, you know, Philly media-wise. There you... wasn't a lot of people out there. I thought it would be more, you know, more So you met Keith Jones too then? But, well, not that Keith Jones. Yeah, no, the, the NBC News. The NBC you know. News, uh, News Keith Jones. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, Eskew was cool. You know, Eskew walked by and stuff. You know, trying to shoot the shit with him for a minute or two. Did he smell like bullshit? Was he wearing a fur coat? I mean, I know. he was wearing. No, he was wearing a fucking orange shirt. I saw it. Yeah, he didn't wear. He didn't wear a fur coat. Did he? No, no, it was purple. It was purple. He's wearing a purple. Was it pink? He's purple. And and he had and he had Beats. He had Beats headphones that matched his shirt. Yeah. Yeah, it was horrible. And he was also hobbling around like he like, hurt himself or something. Like, he, looked, he looked rough. So he was like a greasy so. pimp? Yeah, he was like a greasy pimp, John said. <laughs> yeah, pretty, so, so, yeah, so anyways, in the game, the game, yeah, then the game, you know, the Eagles play like shit. Packers fans are loving every second of it because that's how they are out there. I, I, don't, you know, I don't play. Dude, dude, I am telling you, everything out there is Packers. They live and die. Packers. It's amazing. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, I was just blown away by how much they did. It's everything. Everywhere you go, the bridges. Like, if you go get like, a bridge, there's concrete. You know, the, the Packers logo is it? That's, it's like That's pretty everywhere awesome. Everywhere you go. Yeah, it, it, was, it was awesome. I mean, I, I, like I said, we, we talked about, like, we'll never be able to do that again because we'll never get a regular season ticket to Eagle Packers. Right. You know, for one thing. Right. And then who knows if they're ever going to play them preseason again like that. You know, they may. Who knows? But it's, that was just their opportunity to go. And like I said, our seats were five rows away from the field. You know, so how, so how, how was so the stadium itself, right? So you're at the game, you're in the stadium, the fans are around you, they're screaming and yelling. What was it? What was the Aurora like, man? Like, what was that like? Dude, I felt so out of I felt so like out of place. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I just felt just because there was no Eagles fans around us. There was maybe I honestly only saw maybe 20 Eagles fans the whole time. You know what I mean? And dude, it was just awesome. Like even when the Packers would just got like a one yard gain, the place would go freaking crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they they live and die every play out there. That's you know, pretty I, cool I for, they, for they a preseason game. They don't even practice on their field. Oh, oh yeah, really? They even, nah, nope. They have their own practice facility out there that they they don't they only they only play on that that field on game days. Not, they don't use it for anything else. There's only ever been three concerts that 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 uh that have been there since 1960. Three was, concerts. Was Metallica was Metallica one of them? Who? <laughs> oh, the who was one of them? Oh, okay. <laughs> you say Bob Seger. It was Bob Seger I, there? I never, 
The Rolling Stones. Bob Seger's there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Beatles, the Beatles were there. Yeah. I know who yeah. wasn't. So I, know, that, I know who wasn't there. The fucking Beastie Boys. I know that, brother. Oh, fuck you. I know who was there. Billy Joe, fucker. <laughs> how, the faith. How, is the, <laughs> how is the cheese? How is the cheese? Cheese, the cheese is great, dude. I'm gonna fucking shit and cheese for a week. <laughs> I was just about to ask you. I, yeah. I had we bought cheese turds home. Like we really need a more cheese turd. Your asshole's so a cheese grater. <laughs> That's disgusting. Yeah, I went to shit like five, five or six times. I'm telling you, it was all, it was all cheese. I thought That's the cheese was supposed to get you back but up. It's all you eat, dude. It's all you eat. Oh, no, 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 not me. For some reason, it comes right out. It's all you eat. <laughs> out there. All you, it's like, even at the airport, they have like bags of cheese that you just get like snack ones. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. That's awesome. And, and it's, but, but the thing is, dude, it's good shit. Like it's good cheese. Oh, so I gotta, I gotta, yeah. I gotta bash Sean for a second. So while you were out yeah. there, you could have had any beer you wanted, and you drank fucking Coors Light. No, 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 no. We were drinking this this stuff called Spotted Cow, and it's fucking awesome. That that I was all. I only had maybe three Coors Light out there. That was uh, it. That I'm was surprised you even had one. Yeah, what the fuck were you thinking? Yeah, with what one? were you thinking with one? Yeah, fuck you. Yeah, I needed it. Trust me. Yeah, I'm fine. That's all I drink is Coors Light. Start calling you Dave. No, Hey guy, hey guy. But no, no they do. They had this shit called Spotted Cow. It's, Spotted it's, Cow. Like, it's their beer, and you can only get it in Green Bay. You can't get or that. In, 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 uh, was it bottled uh, or canned? It was both. Yeah, yeah both. Did you, you get me a get bottle? Any way you want. You get me a bottle, cap? Dude, I'm, I was, I was trying to figure out how to get it. I don't know how I'll be able to get beer sent here. Yeah. I, I asked the bar. No, like, no, just the bottle, bottle cap. just the cap, just the bottle cap, man. That's all I need. Uh, no, no, dude, I don't have it. I'm sorry. Uh, real, real quick, man. Goddamn fathead. What, what are you? <laughs> fuck, fuck you. Fuck. Go fucking shove me. Shove that headphone up your ass. <laughs> so what do you, uh, what do you think about the trade today, man? I, I was going to text you, but I, I, didn't, I didn't know when your flight was. So what do you, what do you, what do you think about well, it? Well, when I first saw it, I, I was confused. I'm like, wait a second. We got, we gave Matthews and we're getting Darby and a third round pick. I'm like, dude, that's a fucking. Oh, you thought we were getting the third round pick? I read it wrong, yeah, because I was getting on the plane. Like, you know, you're on a plane, the internet, you know, the internet sucks. Yeah. So I'm like, I just read it wrong. I was like, all right, so that's we, you know, we fleeced. Then I get back, I'm like, wait a second, we gave them the third round pick. That that kind of changed things. I don't like giving away picks, not third round picks. At least. <sighs> that's you know? what I thought with the Nick Foles and Bradford trade. A couple. Wait, we gave up the second. We didn't get the second. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that seems steep to me. So I'm like, ah, we'll see how it pans out. I mean, I know <sighs> we need to fill that stick, but. If we would have filled it in the offseason, we, we wouldn't be giving up picks. I think you know, if four I, I think if we had either another third round pick or a second round pick next year, I, I would feel yeah. I wouldn't even think twice yeah. about it. I, yeah. I'm a little upset about that, but the, you know, I was explaining to these guys. My feeling is Matthews is on his last year of his deal, so his his value's down. You know what I mean? Yeah. His value's yeah. down. And they and they knew how desperate we were for a corner. And this guy's a yeah. pretty solid fucking cornerback. So like, yeah, the, no. yeah. you know, uh, the way I see, right. you know what, if he fills a need, giggity. Yeah. And um, we're now at the point where, you know, my thing is that Darby and Sidney Jones can be your Tamden Tamden for the next, you know, seven years. Yeah. With yeah, Douglas he was, as your slot guy. He was, guy? He was, he was rookie Mills of the year. Too. What two thousand? Mills, Mills, yeah. Mills. Yeah. Darby, right? He was, he was rookie of the year in two thousand fifteen. So he jumped. Uh, yeah, well, he he was pro he was pro football focused rookie of the year. He wasn't the uh, exact okay. yeah right. he wasn't NFL. But I yeah. mean, I was I was trying to get a read up on. I've heard of him, which is a good. You know, especially playing Buffalo. I, mean, I actually have heard of him. I, I know right. who he was. It wasn't like these other like dudes they get that you never heard of. You know, but right, like, right. I, like I said, they're they're filling a need that like you know I said they would probably go and take a you know safety quarterback anyways that that third pick. You know, most likely it would be a need no matter what. 
right. problem, you know, addressing now. That's how I kind of look at it. Because like you said, Matthews, we're, we're going to get anything from anyway because he's going to walk, you know. Yeah, I hear so, you. So, you know, it, it goes both ways. We'll, we'll see. You know, like, I knew something was up. I could tell when, they, when Matthews wasn't practicing all that time. I had a feeling somebody was going to go. They were Aguilar. I, mean, you know. I, I certainly was not shocked when this was made. Um, nah. No, not, not, not even. Nah. It was funny because my, my buddy Bob texted me. He's like, yo, Matthews is gone. I'm like, finally got rid of Ryan Matthews. Yeah, like, right. no, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? You know, it's funny. <laughs> Ryan said the same thing. Ryan wrote back to me and he said, uh, he, wrote, he wrote the same exact thing. He goes, uh, Dude, I thought you meant Ryan Matthews. I'm like, not yeah. Jordan. He's like, what? I'm like, yeah. But <laughs> you know, you know what I did like last night, real quick. You know what I like? I like watching Tory Clement. I like that guy. Tory Smith, yeah. Pumphrey looked like shit. Pumphrey looked like shit. I, I didn't. Yeah, Pumphrey, Pumphrey did not look good. No. no, that sucks. Yeah, yeah he fumbled. Like he muffed a, a punt and stuff it was tough too, right? To see a lot of plays where I was sitting, but I didn't. See, you know, it was funny. He didn't, he didn't do anything for me. Mike and Mike and I went to. Um, a game at the vet. Uh, it was. It was. The, they were the Phoenix Cardinals at the time, and and the Eagles. Yeah. And we yeah. basically had the same seats you did. It was like second row from the field or whatever. And the players yeah. were in the way. Yeah, the players were in the way. It was tough, dude. It was really hard, yeah. you know. But yeah, hey, you know what? So much- Fuck it, man. You you had you had experience yeah. at Lambeau Field, man. That's awesome. Dude, oh, no, 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 I'm not complaining whatsoever. I, I'm not. Complaining. It sounds like you are. It sounds like you're complaining like a little nah. bitch. Fuck you, bitch! I fucking knock you out next time I see you. Imagine if the game Fuck counted. Bitch. Jesus. Yeah, imagine if the game. Dude, I know. <laughs> Things escalated quickly. Say, I, I caught you. Know, I caught myself cheering and stuff. Like, wait a second, do I gotta sell it out? Because mm-hmm. at one point, the guy next to me was kind of like an older guy, and I started like getting into my my zone where like I I started to become like a little bit of an asshole. Yeah. You know, I'm not normally like that. <laughs> uh, no, not at all. Nah. No, not at all. You're <laughs> a stand up guy. You're you're pretty honest, stand up <laughs> guy. I'm pretty laid back. Soft spoken, laid back. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I, I caught myself kind of realizing that this is, you know, this is not a real, you know, not a real game. But like I said, I can't. I Doug Peterson, I still can't get rid of this guy. I just, I don't know. I'm gonna uh, give it to you. You know what's amazing? There was a guy out there out of the bar. He said to me, "That Doug Peterson, he's gonna be a good coach someday." And I seriously thought he was joking, but he was serious. <laughs> That's how Green Bay yeah. is out there. Uh, you know what? Like they know him from, you know, they know him because he was a coach, the quarterback. I, you, know, I, they, you know, we. I hope so, man. I really do. I just, I. I've, I don't know, uh, man. Well, I don't know if you. I don't know. I don't know if you heard about what he said after the game, and I don't want to, you know, completely yeah. get into it. But after the game, he yeah. came. He came out and said, you know, I, I was thinking he was going to say, I went for two and I went for fourth just to see my team, you know, see what they do. No, yeah. it, it, he yeah. ran. He ran numbers, quote unquote. God, that's, that's so bad. And the, and the thing is, I thought the same thing when he did it. I said, I said to my wife, I was like, look. This is actually good. He's exactly. He's the same thing. On a two-point version, he's testing them out. You know, this, hopefully this is what he plans on doing this season. And you don't go and talk about stats preseason. That's like no. talking about exhibition baseball. You know how a guy it's – just, it's the stupidest thing ever. Yeah, yeah right. He, he, he's like he, he goes frontwards and he goes backwards right away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, his coaching and his, his you know, his, his conferences and stuff. Right, right. Oh, man. I'll All right, brother. Yeah, we'll let you go. shit I got to do. We got some shit to talk on you while you're – off the phone. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm just kidding. Thanks for calling in, man. Thanks for your Lambo update. Yeah, we man. appreciate it, dude. Yeah. Yeah, sure. All right, guys. I'll talk All right, to you. Take it All, easy, right. Buddy. All right, brother. Later, guys. Love you, man. Later, All right, Mr. Sean Callahan with his Lambo update. It was pretty cool. Pretty cool shit. In relation to Packers backup quarterback Joe Callahan? No, no, but. um. Oh, that's how he got the tickets. He got hooked up. Yeah, right. 
Nah, yeah, he and his wife went out there, and his wife is a big Jordy Nelson fan. Apparently, she she cheated on Jordy Nelson with uh, Clay Matthews. So there's that. Yeah, how about that? Yeah, so I think it's time for the uh, division breakdown, huh? What do you guys say? We got a lot to get to, man. Still, we we still have a ton to get to. Um. Yeah, so uh, we got the uh, NFC North division to talk about. And uh, so, John, this is your first division breakdown with us. This is first everything with us. So basically, I just go through ads and and and. and so you're calling him reversion. Yeah, I, I I did that earlier. I mean, he, he his chair's already popped, so not, you know. I'm not wearing pants right now. He already has a prola- prolapsed uh, anus, so he's already <laughs> he's already welcome to on the crew. Um, blood in, blood out. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh God. Um, so uh, we we start. We're gonna start today with the uh, you know, we, like I said, the NFC uh, NFC North. And we're going to start with the Chicago Bears. And we talked about the Chicago Bears earlier, and they finished 3-13 and last year. They added a lot, dude. They really did. They added uh, Mike Lennon, which is a questionable sign in itself. They signed him for like $15 million a year, which is fucking insane. It's, How many when years? When you mentioned Mike Lennon, I texted Ron about it. Uh-huh. And he turned into Jordan Belfort trying to sell me on Mike Lennon. What? He tried to sell you on Mike Lennon? Yeah, he was like, yeah, that remember, in, remember in Wolf of Wall Street? Really? He's like, sell me this pen. It was like, sell me Mike Lennon. And sell he's me like, this pen, He's yeah. like, uh, well, he's 6'5", he throws a football. There's got to be a reason. Did he, yeah, where did he go what? to college? Um, we went to NC State. He was taken mm-hmm. the third round by the Buccaneers, and they had that horrible season with him. He kind of played a couple games. And they Ron tends to fall in it. love with somebody and then just kind of can't. I don't know, man. I, I don't get that one at all. I think that was a completely just we're desperate, and he's the best kind out there. Kind of like there. a Brock Osweiler. That's type. what he. That's yeah. what, but but with less establishment. Like at least Brock Osweiler had a successful season. Yeah. Sort of, you know. Um, they also signed uh, Mark Sanchez. <laughs> so oh, it just keeps well, getting there better. You go. They signed Kendall White. Right. Listen to the receivers they signed: Kendall Wright, Victor Cruz, and Marcus Wheaton. That's a good receiving core. Like I'd be okay with that core if they stay healthy. Cruz is in the yeah. CFL, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> if I mean, Kendall Wright's an okay receiver, and and Marcus Wheaton's decent. He just has all issues. Those, all those three guys you mentioned had had significant injuries. Over well, the Wheaton past Wheaton weeks. had suspension issues, right? Oh, he smoked weed. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's oh. all. Oh, okay. I, sorry, I take that back. Prince Amakura, Amakamura. It was signed. Uh, Marcus Cooper, cornerback. They also drafted Mitch Trubisky, which is uh, again they signed former Eagles safety Quentin Demps. They they got Demps. Uh, that's true. Yeah, and uh, Adam, uh, what the hell did I write there? It doesn't matter. They had uh, no, nah, it doesn't matter. They drafted a tight end named Adam something. There's more upstairs. Yeah. Um, they lost. Uh, they lost Jay Cutler. They lost and warned him later. They lost Brian Hoare. They lost Alshon Jeffrey. Whoop, whoop. They lost Eddie Royal. Uh, Ted Larson, the guard, longtime guard there. So the beginning of their schedule, this is rough. The first four games for Chicago Bears, Atlanta, Tampa Bay, Pittsburgh, and Green Bay. You know, it's, it's almost as if they're, they saw what the Jets are doing, and they're like, <laughs> oh, we're going to try and top that. Dude, like, we, you know, we did a draft show where, you know, during the NFL draft, and it was like, wait, what? They just they just moved up and took Trubisky. Like, you probably could have stood pat 
and just taking him. They, you know, they leapfrogged the 49ers, and they gave up picks and stuff for him. The 49ers were taking Trubisky. They just they weren't. They weren't doing it. But then you later find out, okay, you know, we talked to Greg Bull of Sports Talk 916 out in Sacramento. Those guys said, well, you know what, uh, you know, maybe – they were afraid of some other teams going to leapfrog them, and okay, I get that part. Like I understand that part. So, so that's basically it. Um, Chicago, the Lions uh, had a, had a good season last year. They finished nine to seven. They had a slow start. They they picked it up. They added Darren Fells tight end. They added t- uh, three offensive tackles. They added defensive tackle Hakeem Spence. They drafted linebacker Jared Davis, who I like, and they also drafted cornerback uh, Jalen Tabor. They lost Anquan Bolden. They lost uh, uh, defensive end Davis Taylor. They lost linebacker DeAndre Levy, who's been there for a while. Their schedule consists of only five games against playoff teams from last year for the Lions. So, you know, uh, now you're, <laughs> you know, two years removed from Megatron. Um, you know, it's it's kind of the same old offense, I guess, basically. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm hearing a lot of Eric Ebron talk. You know, but you've been hearing that since he was drafted. Kind of likes how we are with Zach Ertz. Yeah, Ebron. Yeah, exactly. So there's the lines, and then uh, then you got the Packers, who the Eagles played last night. They finished ten and six last year. They added Marcel, uh, Marcellus, or Marcellus Wallace. I said Bennett. Uh, they added uh, Lance Kendricks. They added cornerback uh, David House. They drafted Kevin King. Um, teammate of uh, Sidney Jones. They drafted Josh Jones, safety. They drafted Jamal Williams, running back. Okay, there's a reason why I bring that up. Um, they lost Eddie Lacy, Christian Michael, James Starks. Okay, so the first three guys that his name are all running back. So basically Ty Montgomery, who was a replacement, basically, is now surrounded by all rookies as in the running back position for Green Bay. That's going to be a problem. Um, Jarrett Cook is, is gone. Julius Peppers is gone. Sam Shields is gone. They start the season against Seattle and Atlanta. They're only two, now based on last year, the only two tough games, quote-unquote, are against Dallas and Pittsburgh for the rest of the way. The Dallas base, is no longer a tough game because of Elliott being suspended. Is he going to be – is that during the – okay, and we'll get on that. Oh, well. All right, so that's during the stretch. So, you know what? Yeah, you're right. That kind of takes we, that away. How have so, we went an hour and ten minutes and not talked about that yet? Well, we'll get to it. So there's that. And then finally, the Vikings finished 8-8. Eight eight. Uh, they picked up Case Keenum, Latavius Murray, Michael Floyd. They drafted Dalvin Cook. Uh, and they drafted a center in Pat yeah, Eflin. They lost Adrian Peterson. They lost Matt Asiata. They lost Cordell Patterson, Chad Greenway, longtime linebacker there. Cornerback uh, Captain uh, Moreland. Um, this is pretty crazy. The first 10 weeks of the season, they only play two road games. Pretty crazy. So that means that they end with six. They have a rough ending, yeah. So it's. I've never heard of that before. They, no, they, they, that I'm telling you, two road games in the first ten. Well, they have a bye too, so they have a bye early bye. So basically, the first nine games, they only have two road games. Uh, it's first ten weeks, first nine games. Right, okay. first nine games. That's pretty nuts. It's pretty nuts. And they have such a tremendous home field advantage. Mm. So, who knows how it's going to go. So, with all that being said, predictions for the NFC North in 2017. Uh, Bears finish last. I think that's the most obvious. I one. think that, I agree. That's like we agree with that. I mean, you mentioned before, 
lot of your your preview is what I had written down on my notes here. But I have with the Bears. He came prepared. I remember when I came prepared before. <laughs> and then I just – You know, the Bears are an interesting team because they have a coach who I think if the Eagles did fire Doug Pierce at the end of the season, which I don't think is going to happen. But let's just play devil's advocate here. John Fox would be a guy the Eagles would probably be very interested in hiring. I think he he's definitely on the hot seat. I don't think they made enough moves where they could win eight games. Yeah, the whole, the whole, the whole thing of their off season was to get Mitch Trubisky. That was like, which is fucking nuts to me. Like, the, but because, they signed Mike because, Lennon, so why would the GM? If he has Mitch Trubisky, he has longevity. Because now his job is to build around Mitch Trubisky. Jesus Christ. You know what? That's a good point. He's just saving his own ass. That's what Ryan Pace... What a fucking disgrace. Dude, you know what? They're in worse position than the Cleveland Browns. My opinion. Well, I mean, Cleveland should be building for something. I mean, they got 8,000 trade Although they they did lose Terrell Pryor last year. But I, 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 I... I don't know, man. Like, I think Cleveland's going to have a better record than Chicago this year. I really do. Hmm. They added a lot, but I don't know, man. Like, you know, Jake, say what you want, but, man, like, Jake Cutler's, you know. Jake Cutler's better than Glennon. Yeah, or Trubisky. But Jake Cutler was so universally despised by the Bears fan base. Yep. That I think the Bears were like, all right. We don't have to go out and bring in a, a big name veteran quarterback. Like, they didn't have to go out and try and convince Tony Roman to come play for them right. for a year or two. And plus, if you get rid of Jay Cutler, you have to find somebody better to replace him. And you couldn't have brought back Matt Barkley to be your starting <laughs> right, quarterback. Right, right. You know, that's like, you're just saying, we don't care about winning this year at, at all. If you bring him <laughs> I don't know. I kind of feel like they did that anyway, to be honest with <laughs> With Glennon? Yeah. yeah. I mean, all right. So we all we all agree easily. The Bears are going to be the last, right? I, yeah, I, mean, I, I see like a four and twelve type season for them. All right. So so why don't we go in order? So John, what do you like top to bottom? So well, Bears last, but who do you think wins it? I have. I think the Packers win it personally because of one a Aaron Rodgers. A Aaron. A Aaron Rodgers. But I have third. I have the Detroit Lions. They have them third. I, I have them third, and here's why. Last mm. season they had. Eight fourth quarter comebacks, mm-hmm. one against the Eagles, which led the league. Yep. And if you if you remember, one of those games was against the Eagles. Yeah, and that abortion of of an officiated game that was one of the worst officiated games I've ever watched. Yeah. It was bad. It was, it was bad. bad. But my point is that they got extremely lucky last year. I'll give me another example: Matt Prater, their kicker, went. Eight for eight of field goals over fifty yards. That's right. Prater mm-hmm. was money last year. Yeah. I doubt that's going to happen again this year. All right. And they did not really do anything to improve their running game. Nothing at all. Yeah. They didn't do anything yeah. To not at their all. Run game. Did they do anything offensive line? They did. They signed the, Rick Wagner from the right. Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. He's yep. a very good right tackle. They also added T.J. Lang. From the Packers, so they beefed up their offensive line. But I didn't think their offensive line was their issue last year. That wasn't their main problem. I thought their main problem last year was they couldn't generate a very good pass rush. They couldn't, yeah, and they, and they couldn't sustain. I, I I felt they couldn't sustain long enough drives. They would they would kind of come at you in flashes, you know. Um, well, losing Sue and Farley obviously 
the year before. The, yeah, that, that, that definitely hurt the pat ru- pass rush, without a doubt. Um, John, I actually agree with you completely. Um, I have the Packers. I have the Vikings second. I have the Lions, and then I have the Bears. I think the Vikings are, are going to be much improved. I think Dalvin Cook adds a lot to this team. Um, I think he adds uh, as a, as a you know Peterson is near the end. Uh, let's be honest, he's near the end of his career. He was injured or suspended or whatever. He's dazzled so far um, in camp, and I, you know, it's it's an interesting scenario, and it's it's a question's been asked. I've heard it been being asked if you would switch uh, draft picks. You know, would you rather have had you know. Uh, Barnett or Foster or whoever in the first round, and then Dalvin Cook in the second, if you could. Or, would you, or are you happier with what you have now? Um, I'll tell you what, man. If you have Ruben Foster and Dalvin Cook, I think I think it would generate even more excitement for the Eagles team. i got to be honest with you. That's my opinion. I Yeah, I would agree. If you're uh, trying to win now, I would say so. But I think the Eagles looked at took the approach of sort of like from the Sixers a little bit, thinking – you know, we had to stop trying to go ten and six, eleven and five every year and win the division. Mm-hmm. Oh, if we get to the playoffs, we'll just see what happens. They took a, a long term approach by giving up a lot to bring in Wentz. I think a lot of their picks they took a DN, which you know, pa- pass rushers got to play for you ten years. Especially when you look at the DNs they have, you know, Vinnie Curry. What has he done so far? But Brandon. it's interesting because in the other. On the other side of that, they made a lot of splashes signing guys like LeGarrette Blunt and, and Alshon well, Jeffrey. But they're both on year deals, one-year deals. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it, it keeps you – yeah, it keeps the flexibility, obviously. I get that. Um, I don't know. How, how is their salary cap next year? Because, I mean, Peters is off the books. Next, it's Jeffrey. really bad. Yeah, it's going to be tight again. Which is weird because, I mean, like, who, who do they have? Basically – Well, Fletcher Cox, obviously. Everyone on this team that hasn't been productive – this is going to get cut, so Jason Kelsey's probably gone. Michael Kendricks is, like, almost a lock to be gone. Peters is gone, right? I am just wondering. Well, Peters he, actually re-signed, actually, so he might actually. Actually, what they're going to do is they're going to roll over the cap. they got, like, $8 million in cap. They're going to roll it over to next year. How do they have $8 million? I thought that they were way up against it. What the fuck? Because uh, I, I, of these restructurings they're doing. I, right, right. I swear to God, I'm a numbers guy. And you could teach a fucking course on any one of these salary cap management. Figuring out how this shit works is like, it makes, it gives me a fucking headache. And I, I understand numbers like better than 90% of people. I mean, just between the signing bonuses and roster bonus and, and the, the injury type, the injury you know, settlements but and the salary and caps are just nuts. It, it, it's, I just like all of a sudden a team that's, you know, 6 million in the hole is 8 million out and they restructured one deal that had nothing to do with $14 million or yeah. you make a trade, but you, you know, you, you, there's dead cap and there's this. I, I just, I can't figure it out. Yeah. Well, I think if this team is successful this year, if they win a division, I think that it's going to be a lot easier for them to maneuver money around. Because guys are going to play here, and if Wentz has a, a, a very good season, and they, if let's say they show like they could be a contender, guys are going to want to play here. Guys will take less money to come play here. It's like the same thing with McNabb was here. Nice. Um, nice. Yeah. What do you think, Mike? So, I, well, I mean, getting back to the NFC North 
predictions. I I think that Detroit finishes second. I think I, I just don't have any faith okay. in Minnesota. Just I mean Bradford. You don't think he's going to do much for the Vikings? Well, yeah. I mean, there's a little hate of Bradford. I the for whatever is still reason. Good. Their defense is really good. I, I get that, but I and I was a big Peterson fan too. And and you know Dalvin Cook. You know he's looking good and stuff like that, but it's replacing Peterson last year for him. Peterson never played last year. Yeah, it's still one eight without Peterson last year. I don't know. I you're still all right. Yeah, I mean their wide their wide receiving core is atrocious. You're saying it's going to basically be the same as last year. The Vikings receivers core is atrocious. Stephon Diggs is like a stud. Yeah, Diggs is and Adam. I think Adam like Thalen. I think his name is. You know he looked. They added Michael Floyd. Well, they also had Laquan Trell was a first-round pick last year. I mean, this team has done a very good job of drafting very well, so I can't – Yeah, Diggs is a good receiver. Diggs, Diggs, they've been doing Stephon such a great a job. Receiver. It's like almost every one of their picks is they've been hitting on. I think their problem last year, they had five different players start at left tackle last year. They could not block to save their lives. And <laughs> Sam Bradford's immobile. Yeah. Like a fucking statue back there. Exactly. So if you imp- they made strides this year to improve their offensive line, I think it, they can definitely be a wild card team. The only I think that the main reason why I, I chose the Vikings over the Lions is because of their defense. Honestly, I, I think the Lions don't show me anything flash. I'm not you know I'm, I'm not, not a huge Lions fan. No, I hear you. I, 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 I don't. I'm not picking on your picks at all. Uh, I'm just saying like that's just the only reason why I put the Vikings ahead. No, of No, I line. understand. I mean, hey, look. I mean, we're we're not all in agreement that make the show suck um but basically yeah i any team that falls off at the end of the year that starts out really well and then falls off even if they address some things i i have concerns about how they're going to play the, the following year i mean that's it's tough to recover from something like well, that you know so start out five and oh two years ago and then fell off the same way the atlanta falcons mm. <laughs> same exact situation occurred then, right? So. I do remember that a little bit, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll eh. see. Now, besides Aaron Rodgers, why do you guys think that the Packers will win the division? Because they've got – Well, Jordy Nelson. Jordy. <laughs> <laughs> They're co- they have the best coach in the division. Yeah, McCarthy's done a, McCarthy. you know, a decent job. Um, I love the Martellus Bennett move. I That's a good move. I love yeah. that move for the Packers. And, and their, their, yeah. their offense is still – I mean, if Montgomery stays healthy, um, they still have a running game. And the receivers are so explosive. It's just, just there, there are a lot Cobb, to deal with. Yeah, I mean, it's there are a lot to deal with. But, uh, yeah. So we got we got a lot to st- we still have a lot to get to. Um, nice. we'll kind of blow through some things here. But hey, uh, Zeke Zeke got suspended. Oh, Zeke! Fucking asshole. Anybody have fantasy draft? Yet? Six games. You shouldn't have a fantasy. If you had a fantasy draft already, your league should just fold because you know. That's, you know what? At some point, you wonder if if that came into play with when they announced the suspension. Because seriously, that's such a money, like, you know, cash cow for the NFL that they kind of owed it to the, to the league to, to make the announcement before I play three weeks. I, I wasn't going to play this. I have to play this. Oh, you Jesus mean the NFL made a decision in regards to gambling? Like, <laughs> Yeah, oh, yeah. They, no. No way. <laughs> so, I, John, so what you're saying is you're in agreement. <laughs> I'm in complete agreement. I'm just being very, I'm just being nasty. Yes, I, 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 I could, you know, I could cut the sarcasm. <laughs> yes, I, I, could, I, could, I felt it. You guys know Michael Rapp, Rappaport? I watched this. This is, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. 
He goes on a rant about the Cowboys. All right, so uh, that's ch- awesome. Check it out. Dallas Cowboys, man. <laughs> you had the shittiest offseason in a great history of Dallas Cowboys shitty offseason. <laughs> First, you spent three months parading Tony fucking Romo around like he actually did something with his career before sending him off to pasture now, and then he, stuffing what? him into a broadcasting a booth. Okay. And now you, Zeke, you fuck you. Never, <laughs> ever draft a motherfucker who shows up with his midriff out, with his belly button swinging. So you got a six-game suspension. You're knocking out DJs. You're grabbing girls' tatas in public. And now this? They shut down Martavis Bryant for an entire season just for smoking weed. And Jerry Jones, you fuck you. Jerry Jones, you're talking about he did nothing wrong. He's a great kid. I stand by him. You fucking crooked cocksucker, you. Six games, Ezekiel, because you can't keep your fucking hands to yourself. It's fantasy football mock draft season. Now I got to go back to the drawing board because you can't keep your fucking hands to yourself. Ezekiel, don't appeal the suspension, okay? Sit it out. Get your life together. Get your mind together. And get yourself some fucking shirts that fit. <laughs> Dude, it's not great. that end is the fucking best. Get some fucking shirts that fit. That, that was, was a the, great. That was a great you, stale beer. You should have started that by with I the stale beer. That would have been great. See what Jerry Jones said afterwards. He no, says, he said we need to. It's like, well, we need to get the Cowboys back to what made us successful twenty years ago. Cocaine and whores. <laughs> Did he leave out the cocaine and whores part? I hope he didn't. That would have been awesome. Yeah, yeah, it would have been great. I think that I think Michael, Michael Rappaport pretty much sums it up. I think he, yeah. I mean, I really don't think that I can add much to that. I that mean, was pretty you know, fucking it was, awesome. It was very well said. Um, yeah, you know what? I as an Eagles fan can't be fucking happier. But you know what's gonna happen? He's gonna appeal it. It's, He's it's gonna, gonna, gonna get well, it on a three. I I, th- I said three games. Yeah. I looked up their schedule. So the Cowboys' schedule is like really easy. The first six weeks, like the toughest opponent. No, they they got they got a couple the tough ones. But no, they have one divisional game they're going to miss. One. Washington, right? Well, one no. Game. No, no. Um, Giants. The Giants. The Giants. They, the Giants. Start with they the Giants. play Giants early, yeah. They, they still get Zeke for the Raiders game, the Falcons game, and five divisional games. Uh, yeah. But well, I mean, you know they're, they're you playing Denver know. early. They play you know Denver. What? You know what? i got to be honest with you guys. Denver's like, you know, it's going to be down Denver, I think. I feel that Dak, Dak Prescott got a lot more credit than he should have. I think he was helped out a lot by Zeke Elliott. Sure. I think out of the rookie of the year thing, he should have won it, okay? Because I feel like he helped. Who's Zeke? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah. So I think Dak Prescott's going to suffer big time from this. Yeah, they're going to blitz the shit out of him now. Yeah, I mean Alfred Morris. Is, look, let's not get it wrong. Alfred Morris is still he's he's a decent running back. Oh, that's right. They have Morris and he's a one cut pony. He's a one cut straight ahead running right. back. He didn't LA, work out for LA the Redskins. can run up the middle to the you know off tackle. Yeah. Around, he can catch passes. He's a dynamic running back. If they didn't need Ezekiel Elliott, they wouldn't have drafted him last year. They would have taken Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. Right. You know? Yep. Yep. So if the Cowboys are trying to say to themselves, oh, we don't need Ezekiel Elliott, they're they're bullshitting themselves. Yeah. This is going to put such a huge damper into their offense. Because now, like as you said, they're going to put so much more pressure mm-hmm. on Dak Prescott. And it's that relationship big, between man. That's a damn shame. I, I mean, I, I, I feel for him. Like, Des Shut Bryant right now is probably having a coronary. He's probably smacking his mom again. Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, you know, fuck you, Zeke. Um, 
I don't want to get in the You know what the thing. whole the, the one thing that I will say is the whole exposing the girl's breast during Mardi Gras. Yeah, for an 18, 19 year old, I, I, you know, I still think that's worth a high five. I wish I was five. there. Like, I still think that's worth a high five. I don't really know why I would, you know, yeah. why you get so much shit for that. Yeah, I don't. Because how can you have a guy do that and then have him go to like a kid's camp the next week? You know, you're trying <laughs> yeah, right. To, these guys are supposed to. Hey, be guys, like, you guys are supposed to be good individuals, individualities, and, you know, perform well for your, for your parents and your peers. You guys see the pair of titties I just saw? God damn. Uh, he also yeah, broke the DJ's I, nose. He yeah. Went, you know. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, like, I'm not trying to defend everything that he did. I'm just defending that did one. Did you read what the leaked statement at, towards it was? No, I did not. They said, that, they said to him, if any more violations of the personal conduct policy result in a two-year suspension and or permanent banishment from the NFL. Jesus. We know him because he's so a he's fuck, on thin ice. Like he's a, he was a fucking rookie, and he had five incidences in six days or something crazy like that. Like all these things happen in such a short time span, and he already had that other issue that was dropped, but still, it was still an issue when it was brought up. So yeah, he he's he's in he's on thin ice, and it's getting warm out, brother. Um, <laughs> I I'm gonna see what you did there. I'm gonna skip this. I'm gonna <laughs> skip the Kaepernick thing because I'm gonna be honest with you guys. What, what's what's the new Kaepernick? Thing? Well, it's just that everyone feels like everyone, you know, he, oh, that Jay Cutler, you know, that he got screwed over. Well, he, he got, got screwed over because of because of his stance. I'm gonna tell you why he got screwed over. Because he's not good. Because he fucking sucks. That's why he got screwed over. Now, granted, you know, whoever signed Mark Sanchez probably could have taken a chance on Kaepernick instead of him. But here's other the, than that, here, here's the problem. Here's the problem with Kaepernick. He's a fucking moron. Okay, he's stupid. He doesn't know how to read a defense. And the offense has to plan around him, okay? It's kind of, in a way, it's kind of like, I mean, everyone talked about Randall and how Randall wasn't that bright. And to be honest, Randall wasn't that bright. No. So so they had to simplify the offense. Well, I'm sorry. Like, you know, Buffalo, you know, you got Sean McDermott there. He's going to go fly by whatever he's going to fly by. But Adam Gaze was the big one. Down in Miami, and Adam Gaze has a system in place that was set for Ryan Tannehill. Well, what better way to do it? That's a good segue. Then Jay Cutler, the best tweet I saw all week was uh, he passed his physical, and Jay Cutler is now a Dolphin. And someone said, "God, I wish this was not anywhere involved with the NFL." <laughs> he was just a Dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> Might didn't think yeah. it was funny. All right. Well, I thought it was pretty funny. Well, here's the thing. Here's why the Dolphins would have never even considered Colin Kaepernick. Last year, Colin, when the 49ers played the Dolphins in Miami, he wore a Fidel Castro shirt. Well, that's another good point. So, yep. if you're the Dolphins, how do you justify to your fan base, which is partially Cuban, you sign a player that supports Fidel Castro, one of the most well-known despots in human history yeah especially down in that area you know it's it's so so big with the it's like if he went to new york and wore a hitler t-shirt yeah yeah pretty you much know? i'm just saying do you remember when he did that's that that's not very bright you don't not a very bright fellow this Colin remember, remember? remember? He's an asshole. I, I, I have no. I don't think John's seen the the member berries from South yeah. Park. Yeah, uh, there you go. Remember when the Eagles went twelve and four? Yeah, I remember. <laughs> yeah, I remember. <laughs> no, um, 
So yeah, I mean, yeah, I remember. there there obviously is a little bit of, of the political side of it that he shot himself in the foot with, but I don't think not, that it's if he was a good football I, player, he would have been signed. He, he still would have been signed. I mean, he didn't do himself any favors. He may have cost himself like the third string on one team that wanted to take a chance on him, but it's not like oh, poor Kaepernick, you know, deserves a chance and. and you know, he's so talented and, and teams are just passing him. No, Kaepernick, first of all, he's a jackass. Some of the stuff that he did, obviously, you know, it's costing him this. It's not a racial thing. It's if he, He's not good. He's just not that good. He's not gooder. Well, I think the, the real reason why he isn't signed is because he doesn't, he's not fully committed to football. Why would you pay a guy to be your backup quarterback, the most important position on the field, mm-hmm. and the most important job – that's a backup. Just for him to make political statements all he, fucking... He doesn't care. He doesn't, he doesn't really care about football. Why haven't, he, why haven't you heard him say anything about him not being signed yet? Yeah. If he cared about football, he would have came out and said, I'm being blackballed. This is ridiculous. I can do... I, you know, I'm a good player. Anything. I could provide so much as a backup, you know. No. Yeah, you haven't seen any of that. He doesn't care. No. If anything, this, atten- this, this attention or this speculation only helps his cause. So he can go around and be a, a speaker, get paid for that. Right? He's probably going to write a book. He's probably got a book deal lined up. The get, only problem is he has someone else writing because he doesn't have to fucking write. Right? even ever having to hold a clipboard. No. You know? I'm just, I'm just saying. But, you, you, but it's the truth. You look around the league, like, like you said, like Mark Sanchez was signed over him, right? Yeah, Mark yeah. Sanchez wants to play. That's the difference. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know, man. I, it's, it's a messed up situation. But you know, fuck it. I don't, I can care less because I never liked the guy. Even when he, when he came in the league, and he was, just, I couldn't. I, I looked at him as he's a fucking flash in the pan. That's all he is. Well, I mean, you were right. It, it, your your, you know, knee jerk reaction on that one was perfect. There you go. <laughs> um, here's another knee jerk reaction. Did you hear about Christian Hackenberg in Jets camp this week? What he couldn't uh, break I, the huddle properly, dude. How fucking? How do you not break a huddle? <laughs> you heard properly? about this, right? I did hear something. This I, is I, fucking I just, I just awesome. seen the headline. I don't know. I don't know the. So basically, they he, he you know during 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 training camp and Hackenberg <laughs> comes out of the huddle and the coaches pull him aside and they're like, no, no, you, you got to you know this what you got to do and whatever you line the guys up. So he does it again and he fails to do it again. The fucking coaches kicked him out of practice. They're like, no, you're done. And then he came back and apparently when he came back he did it correctly. Oh, this is the good. this is the guy they want who who to, they want him to start. They want him to be their starter this year. Oh my god! How what do you know how to break a huddle? Speaking of another guy that pissed me off, Hackenberg. I you know what pisses me off? I just never understood the hype. I never understood the hype of Hackenberg. He was fucking awful. The team was awful on Penn State. Oh, but he has all the intangibles. He's he's tall. He's you know, he's got a strong arm. Like, so fucking what? So what if he's 6'4"? So what if he's got a cannon for an arm? You need a hell of a lot more than that to be a, a quarterback. Yeah. You know, you couldn't you couldn't lead, you know, a Big Ten team to beat anybody. Like, you, you were atrocious at one of the prestigious schools. And, you know, I, I just I just don't get it. I just don't understand what the hype was with him. You know, top 10 caliber player, this natty, you know, had a good six-game stretch as rookie, you know, his freshman year. That was that was it. That was it for him. 
You know, he beat up on Purdue for 400 yards or whatever. <laughs> Purdue. Purdue's actually oh, – whatever. Well, I remember watching Hackenberg when he was coming into the draft, and he had some of the worst mechanics out of any – of all the quarterbacks because he doesn't he – has, he has terrible footwork. He re- purely relies on his arm alone. He doesn't use his body when he throws. He throws with his arm. And I think with coaches, they look at – well, a coach looks at a guy like Christian Hackenberg like, well, if I can just get to him – and t- show him the fundamentals and, and break down his his throwing motion. It's almost yeah. like in baseball, the, the guy who's got tremendous power, but he's got a terrible swing. If I could just can't change, hit a curveball. If I could just change it, what was the, then what he's going to uh, be great. What was the Cowboys quarter? Drew uh, Hacken? No, Drew Drew Henson. Drew Henson. He was yeah. He just said baseball. And you know, but here's the football. problem with Hackenberg. He plays for the fucking Jets. Mm-hmm. If he went to the Patriots, maybe. Just he maybe he could be a serviceable yep. player. Nah, not with true. the Jets. Nah, yeah. Not at all. The, a quarterback going to the Jets is basically like, you know, the curse of hell. Like you're you're yep. you're, you're you're done. Your career's over from from jump. Uh so something bad happened this week. Um so the Phillies uh, experienced a, a pretty um, big loss this week. Yeah, we talked about this last week. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we knew. I don't was, want to bring it up. We uh, knew it was going to. It, it seemed pretty inevitable that it was going to be happening. Yeah, his, his family came out and basically said he, it was not good. But Darren Dutch Dalton passed away this week at the age of fifty-five due to uh, brain cancer. Man, it's yeah. fucked up. Uh, geoblastoma. He is the fifth yes. person from the vet person. I think I don't know if it's player. Person associated with the Phillies Jesus during Christ. the Veterans Team era that had died of geoblastoma. It's fucking crazy, man. Which is an yeah. incredibly for- rare form of brain cancer. I did I've researched this. Yeah. So when you get brain cancer, normally when you get cancer in the brain, it spreads from a part of your body to your brain. It doesn't normally originate in, in your the brain. brain, right? So I think the belief is that because he played so many years with the Phillies on that, I don't know if it's the turf. Yeah, or, I wonder what it is from that. Or the think like, the vet might have been built on like a super fun site, like a like a like Christ. a waste disposal. Can you site? fucking imagine if that came out and that that and that and that like ends up like being something credible? Jesus Christ! Like Mike Schmidt dies of the same thing, and, and you know, and and uh, you know, Steve Carlton and Mitch Williams, like they all end up yeah. getting the same thing. Jesus Christ! I dude, I hope I I think it's I I. That's right now, scary. I, if I was a no, player, fucking a. Like 10 years, I'd be scared. I'd be. I legitimately would be scared. Maybe that's what Lenny Dykstra has because he's all fucked up. No, he just booze uh, <laughs> and drugs. Yeah, well, oh, that does it too. That's true. But uh, Darren Dalton, man, it's a it's a fucking shame. Um, I told the, I told the story last week. I'll tell it again because I I should like relived in my head. You know, after I heard his of his passing, and I was pretty upset about it. Um, to be honest, we were. We joked around last week because no one was paying attention. <laughs> but anyway, on a serious note, um, ex-girlfriend of I of mine and and I were on the Clearwater. We're down in Clearwater, and uh, we knew that he was he would be jogging back and forth. So I had I was you know obviously a Phillies fan and I'm still am, but I had a black Phillies hat, so I made sure I wore it this one day. And I went out to the beach and we're sitting there, and all of a sudden you see this big motherfucker running down the running down the beach, and we're like. Here he comes. Here he comes. And we stop him. Hey, Dutch. Looks over. He goes, can you, comes right over and goes, dude, that's a cool-ass Phillies hat. That's a cool-ass hat. I've never seen that that style before. You know, it, was, it was black, and the emblem was black and everything. 
So that's cool, man. You know, hey, would you mind taking a picture? And this is before like cell phones took pictures. You know, and so we had a little, you know, little camera, or whatever. He took a picture, or whatever, and talked to us for a few minutes, and went on his way. And we saw him run back, waved to him, waved back to us, and kept running. And he was serving as bull, bullpen coach for the uh, Rays at the time. And um, it was awesome. And, and my grandfather ended up meeting him uh, a couple years later at the Phillies preseason. He was, um, I guess, doing a guest coaching for preseason and he signed a ball and I think I have it upstairs somewhere but yeah he signed a ball and they gave it to me or whatever but um yeah he was always very cordial very nice uh if you look around um you know when after he passed the amount of people that took pictures with him uh, Jay Selner of uh Sports Skillet you know guys who you know guy another another podcast to uh over in Jersey that um you guys should listen to but uh, they they posted a picture with him and you know Jay Jay took a picture with him and said he just met him recently. A lot of, a lot of people did man and everyone said the same freaking thing. You know Michael Comp, uh, a local musician who who Mike and I have seen billions of times. Michael Comp took a picture with him like a couple years ago, you know and, and like you know same thing. Such a nice guy. Everyone says the same thing. Such a nice guy and uh, it's a shame man. Well, he was also a very good player. He was. Oh, he's one of nine catchers that have back-to-back 100 RBI seasons. He he led the lead the one year in what 92, 92, he went 92 yeah. Yep. But his greatest attribute and tied for home runs that year yeah, too. His greatest attribute as a player this is leadership. could never be calculated by statistics. Yep. His leadership and the professionalism he brought. Yep. And I think not only just as a leader, but like he would set such a great example for pl- for everyone on the team. He was the first one to show up, the last one to leave, basically every night. We heard you heard the story, here. right? You heard the story about when he would go in early. Um, you know, he was he was hurting. Yeah, you know, he, the ice up his. Would they have like six knee surgeries, seven yeah. knee surgeries, or something? So he was in he was in there playing a the catcher, which is a top position on the fucking knees to begin with. And and the other the other guys would come in, and the other guys were afraid to complain about anything because they saw him going through what he was going through. Right. You know, here's Hollins with a fucking broken hand. He's like, I'm not saying a fucking word. I'm not saying anything. Look at this guy. Yeah. You know, so that was, that was pretty impressive. And um, Mitch Williams had great words. John Crook had great words to say. Dyster, you know, we just talk, talked about Dyster, but, you know, Dyster had great words. You know, all those guys. Um yeah, I mean, Jim Leland said yeah, that they, yeah, he, he basically said that the, the Marlins don't win the World Series if they didn't get Dalton. He said he came in and immediately was a leader. He's like, apparently the first week that he was there or something, they they blew a big game or, like, you know, something happened to where they, they didn't play well. And Dalton came in and was like, I thought I came to a fucking contender. What the fuck is this? Like, yeah. you know, the, Fuck! I might as well stay in Philadelphia. Like he just ripped them. That reminds me of a story about Kirk Gibson when he went to the Dodgers after he played so many years with the Tigers. When he went to the Dodgers is like in spring training. They play, they would play pranks on each other. The Dodgers they play a prank on Kirk Gibson where they put this like dye in his shoes where his feet would turn blue. <laughs> and he comes after the game, takes his shoes off. He's they're all laughing, and he goes to him like, and he starts like getting angry. He's like. Where you guys fucking suck? You're so worried about playing pranks on people. You guys don't realize you're the laughing stock of baseball. And he said at that point, the whole team was like, oh, my God. That's yeah. right. So you guys are so you guys are trash. So you guys don't understand this? He's like, yeah. you guys suck. He's like, this is why you suck. So they kind of took after him. So they, having that leader, yeah, having that guy in your on your team can, like, put you on the winning track. It's just a shame fucking his career crazy. was cut short by injury. Yeah. yeah. You know? Big time. Dutch. 
Um, well, you know, Gibson obviously as well, but Dutch was the only one that reined in Gary Sheffield. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Did he? He he had a. Yeah, you know, like like you said, the leadership qualities alone um, just meant so much. And 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 you know, it was funny because Dykstra said that he hated like D- Dalton hated him, and then when he came to the Phillies, boom, immediately connected, connected. You know, shit, and, yeah. and realized, yeah, they were like best of friends they said too. They fucking yeah. hated each other's guts, and they came to the Phillies, and and they became immediate friends, and they were like best friends and stuff. It was, it was pretty buddies. cool. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Basically, they were involved in that fucking accident together. Yeah. I was listening to uh, when I was listening to the radio. They had Top Pratt on, mm-hmm. and he told a story about Dawn, his first ever day with the Phillies when he got called up. He said, uh, "Dawn's like, all right, you know, I'm gonna treat you out to dinner. You know, I'm gonna show you what we do in the this is how we do the big leagues. You know, you're not in the minors anymore, kid. We're gonna show you what we do." He's all excited. Top Pratt's like, oh, "I'm so excited because I grew up in like some small town in Arkansas, just like Dutch did." Right. So I looked up to him, you know, I was like so happy, but I, I'd never been to like a big city before, you know, I grew up in such like a small town and when I was in the Myers, we traveled to small towns. So he took us, to, took me to Ruth, Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, Jesus Christ. so it's all this big fancy place, you know, everyone's all, we're all dressed up and then I go to order, I order a steak and then I ask the waiter to bring ketchup and everyone at the table just looked at me dirty looks except for Dalton Dolphins la- laughing at me. He's like, kid, it's the big leagues. Don't put ketchup on your steak anymore, no, son. No. He's like, all right, you don't do that anymore, okay? This is what we do in the big leagues. He said he would take, every, would take everyone aside, even guys who would call up, who might have only been there for like a week and try and like get to know them. That's be awesome. Nice to yeah. them and show them like, you know, kind of like show them how to like acclimate to the big leagues, which I don't, yeah. think, I don't think that really happens a lot today. I don't think the Phillies have a player like that on the roster. Well, think I think that's it. part of the problem. Yeah. With the Phillies right now, yeah, who 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 done, who would do that now? Yeah, you're you know, Freddie Galvis and fucking Herrera are your your two like, you know, yeah, both of the longest tenured players talk or to whatever. Half the guys, um, yeah. I, if there's anything that that even back on the O A team, you had like Chase, you know, Pat Burrell, you know, you had guys who can who, Victorino can 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 show you, obviously Chooch. And the pitching, rot- you know, the pitching rotation. Yeah, you had a couple guys that were. I mean, Jamie Moore was a veteran, but Obviously, like, yeah. you know, Cole was still so you know still so young. But like these other guys, you had guys you can look up to and go, "Wow, that's the leader of this team," you know? Yeah. There ain't no fucking guy like that on the team now. No. You gonna listen to Cameron Rupp? You know, like, come on. If, if anything, somebody like Nola could maybe, from the at least from a pitching perspective, if he stands up and, and he's got a shot I guess but um, you know except for the talking to lizards and shit the, the only other thing that Dalton probably could get you know shit for is the drinking <laughs> yeah remember the, the the aliens yeah well he was all fucked up you know he was he was going crazy because what the fuck was going on with him yeah 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 obviously he didn't rip anybody off like what's happened with Dykes well yeah know, right that yeah, we we're allowed to rip Dykstra because he blew me off. I I was in conversation with him to come on the show, and he fucking, whatever. Fuck you, Lenny. Fuck your book. It was actually really good, but fuck you anyway. <laughs> now, I mean, I just obviously, you know, that, you know, he, he got a, a ton of DUIs, and you know, he. That was the one thing that obviously he 
you know, he lived life to the fullest when he. Yeah, well, you did know that what you know what they too. say, guys. He's good. Well, you know, his, apparently when he came up, his nickname was the players would call him Bait because he was like, a good-looking guy. Right. So they they would when they would go out to the bars at like after the game, they would bring him along. I know. So I, I haven't heard about him being so a good-looking guy. So he would attract. So like he would attract all these him. women at the bar, and the guys that like the veteran players that would take him would just pick off all the women that you know oh, weren't worthy of his attention. That's pretty yeah. good. That's good shit. They're like Don. Like, come out with us tonight. Yeah, like, hang out. He'd be like, well, he was like, I was confused because I was like, you know, I was like, where the fuck am I? Oh, uh, that's you awesome. Yeah, like, I didn't that's get funny. it at first. Well, Razor, Razor cans, Razor glasses, whatever you're, you're drinking from tonight to Darren Dalton. Yeah. And Don Baylor, longtime baseball manager. That's right, yeah. Both of them are. Yes. Sean, you know, when, when you raise your drink and you cheers, you're actually supposed to take a drink. Not just put it the fuck back down. What the fuck is that? What the fuck was that all about? Jesus Sorry. Christ. Sorry. All right. What, so, just because uh, you're on radio, you don't think you're going to get called on that? Just you kids. Shut up! Oh, my God, I don't care! All right, so uh, one of the Phillies, speaking of the, the Phillies, the modern-day Phillies, that no one gives a flying fuck about. Hey, they swept the Braves for two games. They did, but uh, someone made the debut last night. And a long time oh, really? awaited yeah. call up. Reese Hoskins made his debut last night. <laughs> and I see that John has the uh, box score out. Their Phillies are currently tied 6-6 six to six with the Ooh. New York Metropolitans. How about that? All right. Well, last night, uh, Thursday night, Vince Velasquez couldn't find his way out of a fucking paper bag. Mm. He gets hurt. It seems to be the you know, no problem his, with him. His middle finger and his pitching hand turned blue and went numb and they don't know why something didn't look right um even the announcer said something last night they were like he's not releasing the ball right i and, mean he's, he's he's wild i mean like even vince wild but, but something <laughs> he got the first two batters out and then all of a sudden something wasn't flowing man and like he couldn't he couldn't pitch well and uh you know thank god for you know fucking mark Leiter's jr because <laughs> That game could have been even worse than it was. You know, it I was, was worth watching that at the bar when that that one with the Eagles game. I was gonna say that nobody was really watching the game because most everyone I mean, was. I, was kind of I tuned in for Reese because the like every time the Eagles like you know there'd be a commercial. I was like checking all the Phillies. Well, right. if you're at a bar, you at least got the luxury but, of know, two TVs. Vela- the problem with Velasquez is that he can't doesn't have the durability of a starting pitcher. I don't think he should be a closer or, or uh, you know, ended in or like a reliever. two-inning like reliever like Andrew right. Miller. Andrew Miller is such a valuable pitcher for yep. the Cleveland Indians. Right. And I mean, I don't think it's a weakness moving in the bullpen because you have so many other of these like fourth or five starters on right. your team. You know, if he could be a good reliever, it's the best use of your talent you have on your roster. I think that's the next move for him. Like, what, what you got to trade him now? He's not worth anything now. What, you got to trade him for what? I mean, how, baseballs? How much, no. more, how much more are you going to be able to put up with Velasquez? Like, I think you're going to have to move him to the bullpen. I think that's next year. Like, you have to do it. It's already failed. It's, he's, not, he's not durable. He's not reliable. You, you can't count him. He has control issues. He has good innings. So you gotta you gotta hope that these good ends coming in seventh and eighth in. You know, like that's that's your best chance. Like I don't know what else to do. I, but I there was one bright spot last night was we were hype mentioning before I was Reese Hoskins. Last uh, night. I did manage to catch one of his at bats. Yeah. He had a thirteen pitch walk. Mm-hmm. Oh no shit. That's which that's was awesome. like 
a welcome sight for the Phillies because they're yeah, such about a that? free swinging baseball yes. team. No discipline. Nah, and, and his first at bat, um, you know, he's going up against Degrom. You know, obviously it's not easy, but you know he stood in there for a little bit. He fouled one pitch off, man, dude. His swing, he he took a cut at this one ball, man. I'm like, holy shit! If he would have straightened that out, that would have taken someone's head off. Um, he's a big kid. Yeah. Um, but did you notice his dad looks like the uh, one coach from The Water Boy? I didn't notice that. I didn't see that part. He's like. <laughs> nah, it's fucked up. His eyes are all crossed and shit. Oh. Uh, yeah. Um, so, is it time to pull the uh, plug on Franco? They might I, do it in the offseason. You know, I've, I've since since we started the yeah, show, you've, you've we always, started the show. Yeah, you've always had a problem. I was not a fan of Franco. I, I just, I didn't feel like he was the big star, the next big thing that everyone thought he was when he came up. He struck out too much. He was too careless. He was too free swinging. Um, he doesn't seem to improve. He doesn't. What seem else like he gonna do? What, what are he gonna put there? Maybe this is where you go after somebody like Machado in the off season. Well, who, the guy they might go after this off season would be Mustakas from the Royals. He's a mm-hmm. free agent. He's having a yep. tremendous year at the plate, power wise. I mean, uh, I don't know. I mean, do you, do. You, do you just deal it's with over. Frank for another year? No, it's over. But is he on the contract for another year? Well, I don't know. Keep this in mind too. Pretty so sure the is. Phillies have two everyday players who have negative wars. Nick One Williams. of them is Tommy Joseph, who you're going to get rid of after the season anyway. He has Probably. a negative he calls, war. He has a negative war. Everybody the talks other, about him like he's supposed. The other player is Michael Franco. So your three and four hitters have negative wars. That's weird because everybody's talked about how Joseph's had a good year. He's like he ranks near the bottom in every major hitting category for amongst yeah he's the he's baseman. not yeah he's not playing. If he played like catcher, then yes, offensively he's not that bad. Because everybody's like, oh, you can't bring you know. Everybody said Joseph was blocking Hoskins from. Coming he's not up. blocking Hoskins. He's he, Johnny Joseph's terrible. I mean, uh, hold on, I take that back. He's not a starting player. If he was like a like a Ross Glode or like a Greg Dobbs type player, then you can see that Ross then he, Glode. And okay, she's crazy. He just brought Ross Glode and Greg Dobbs. Uh, so like he's like, a backup. He's, he'd be like an Dobbs okay Hobbs. <laughs> All right, but <laughs> but I mean, yeah, he, he makes you lose your train of thought sometimes. I do that. Yeah. I tend to do that. Like I wrote an article, which I don't think it's been pu- I don't know if it's been published yet. I better get on that. Uh-huh. Um, I'll get on it. Get on that. Um, that he's not blocking him because why would you t- the guy? I mean, Reese Hoskins is like would have been the international league MVP. He's yeah. And you have a guy with a, and the guy that's quote unquote blocking him has a negative WAR, and he's a guy that doesn't factor in your long term play. It's not really blocking him. They were yeah. just biding their time. I think Matt Klintak kept him there as long as he could. Hoped he would have attracted something in a trade. Didn't get it done. So he's like, all right, I'm pulling the plug. Fuck it. Now, bring up now I'm going to bring him up. You know? Shit, hey, we couldn't even we're going like to put you on left field. We're going to throw you on left field and see what happens. What's we couldn't like? even get like the 26th ranked player from like, you know, the Braves the, farm system or, you know. Yeah. Arguably the Mets. You tra- the Mets traded Jay Bruce the other day and didn't even get a top 30 prospect for him. The Phillies, believe it or not, got more for Pat Neshek. 
than the Mets did for Jay Bruce. I actually like the, the Phillies trade with Nishai. I think they, I think out of all the trades they made, that was the trade that brought the most back. Well, I feel as it is. should though. I mean, he was your All Star. Yeah, I mean, I know but he's also thirty-seven years old. But yeah. I didn't like it at first, and then I thought about it more and did more research. I was like, I see what they're doing. They're they're basically gambling that these three single A prospects who are all having very good years at mm-hmm. low A and high A respectively could eventually be like decent prospects. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it, it's. You have nothing to lose in getting rid of them. I mean, obviously, you, you try and get the best value, and you wonder if the value would have been different had you gotten somebody more, you know, major league ready. But right. I'm o- like, I'm okay with going for the uh, going for the home run swing on them. I'm okay with it too. I I, I am. Um, Zach Randolph, you guys hear about this? Sacramento Kings uh, forward. Yeah, Zach bought a dime off him the other day. What, what about it? <laughs> Oh, I mean, Uh-oh. I know. I, mean, I don't know. Anything about it's that. true. Zach Randolph got busted, man. He's For selling. He, he's being charged with a felony, uh, with the uh, uh, p- p- you know he had possession of marijuana with the intent to sell. So basically, uh, cops were were driving by and they got complaints. What the like? You don't make enough money. Dude, in and the he's NBA? and he's like he's like thirty four years old, like. Fuck you thinking? And he's and he's made. And he's, a, he's a superstar type. Yeah. Play. I mean, he's made decent money. He's basically hanging out with his boys, and uh, you know, there's complaints about loud music, heavy drinking, and smell of marijuana. And so the cops come out. From an NBA player's house? <laughs> no. Tell me more. No. And there they go. There's Zach Randolph sitting there, and they fucking get him. They get him with with a ton of weed. With the intent to sell, so Zach Randolph's in trouble. Was he intending to sell? Or he had so much weed, they just assumed he was <laughs> they, selling. They probably just assumed he's trying. To, well, I'm sure like, at some point one, there's enough there's enough pot. That not one human like, human being can smoke this much weed, right? Well, yeah, I, I mean, I think to make it, you know, I know I'm being technical here, but to make it intent to sell, it has to probably be over some certain kind of. Yeah, man. I'm a, I'm Some certain kind of like, you know, weight limit, and then it's automatically intent. <laughs> but yeah, oh, that's, uh, man. Zebo. I He's just on got the a Kings t- now, right? He's on Sacramento Kings. I just got a text from Dave, down the way, Dave. I'm out. You guys suck. You need more Merv Griffin. Merv Griffin? Merv Griffin. I haven't heard Merv Griffin since that episode of Seinfeld where. Kramer discovers the set to the Merv Griffin show, and he tur- he basically turns his apartment into like the Merv Griffin show set, and he pretends he's Merv Griffin the entire time, <laughs> talking to all like talking to like George, Elaine, and Jerry, and and he has what the fuck, Dave? He has like Newman that- as his like his like guest. He's like his Ed McMahon type guy. You know what? There, there's there's people that don't know Dave Letterman and Jay Leno, and you go Merv Griffin. Yeah. Like, there, there's teenagers yeah. and stuff like that that are like, who's Jay Leno and, and Dave Letterman? But you fucking go Merv Griffin, who we don't know, for Christ's sake. Mer- I know Merv Griffin. I know well, the I, name. You, Merv, you Merv know, Griffin are like, like production companies and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fucking down the way Dave and his silver... Listen here, Silver Fox. You should have been here tonight, but you're a pussy, and you don't want to show up. I'm How about calling, that, guy? I'm calling you out, guy. How about that? Let me tell you, let me tell you something else. How excited are you guys for fucking Christmas Day this year? 
Star- Santa's coming. Da, 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 da. Yeah, I mean, I love playing Jack Turkey. Socks no. Oh, no, you mean, you mean when yeah. he was playing the Raiders? Yeah. And the Knicks and the Sixers playing. How about the Knicks and Sixers? Yeah, how about, how about that? that? How about that? Poor Porzingis. And MB go face to face. Markel Fultz, Simmons, fucking Sarah. You know, you know the uh, Sixers, Knicks, and noon on Christmas Day. You fucking get the kid up, right? You get the kid up early. You fucking open the presents. You get your presents, and you give the white the present. You know what I mean? And then, uh, you know, it's right around fucking brunch time. You eat a little, 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 you little. Got uh, the game on while you're doing the brunch. Yeah. Little sandwich. Yeah. You know, get ready, get ready, and then all of a sudden, boom! Fucking leave me alone. Thanks for the gift earlier. Leave me the fuck alone. Now it's a sports day. You got the fucking basketball games on early. They're all good games. Rockets, Cavaliers all play. The fucking Sixers. And then football. Fucking the Raiders and the Eagles. Eagles and the ah, Raiders. Yeah, ah, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, it's going to be a fun day. Dude, that's going to be fucking awesome. Christmas Day 2017 is going to be amazing. Santa came early. Yes, he did. Giggity. Oh, um, Yes. Well, guys, it's that time of it's that time of night. Mike loves the song. You know this song. You know this song. Everybody Mike, knows the fucking song. Nobody likes it. Mike loves this song. It's fucking awful. It's the perfect end of the night bar closing song. Okay. We wanted to play instead. At my job, we sang this song. We like to change the lyrics so it fits more of what I do. So I work at a food store. And when customers like to putz around like 10 minutes before we close, we might sing a couple bars of the song. But as I mentioned earlier, we like to change the lyrics. So we usually go, closing time, everybody get the fuck out. That's about right. Locking the door so we can close. That's about right. You know, that's, 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 that's all intentions. Yes. Guys, this was a... Uh, this is our best show in a while. I'm going to be honest, the last few shows have been a little fucking crazy. Yeah, this was a serious, more of a no, serious you know undertone to the show. And I and I actually kind of thought it was going to be that way. There and was you a needed, lot of shit you needed, you needed this. You needed to break from the craziness. You, yes. you needed something to level you out a little bit. That's right. It was, or, it was, or us. Quarter Pub Sports needed a level. Yeah, why are you saying show. you? You're looking at me. Like you. Well, because you're the, you're the bonehead. The Pubcast, yes. blood-free since seven days ago. <laughs> It was it was getting a little uh, it's getting a little nuts, but we we actually had a bring it back a little bit. We did. We had a lot of content to get to, um, and uh, I I thought you know I thought it was going to be this way, and it was good. It was much needed. I wish Ron would have been here because I'm you know, but it's all good. And yeah, I mean Ron would have definitely kind of fit into the you know he definitely goes the the serious route and stuff, and he would have been you know every once in a while he'll kind of throw in his yeah. It was but, good uh, though. It was, it was a good show. Patrick Mahomes is in the uh, in the game for the Chiefs. By the way, uh, the, the 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 quarterback that the Chiefs moved up twenty fucking spots for. Yeah, and traded with where the Eagles would have been picking, I believe, right? Uh, two spots ahead. Mahomes, okay. Mahomes was. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. You're right. Yeah, because the the twelve. Right. You're right. They traded with Cleveland. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah you're right. Because the Eagles would have picked twelve, but they traded with the Browns. Yeah, you're right. Um, he's got a strong arm. Let's see it. Uh, that was a good fucking throw. I gotta be man, honest with you. Like, that looked like an Eagles cornerback out there covering. Yeah, that was that was a good throw. They say that about him, man. He's got a nice arm. That was a nice throw. Say holding 
And how did the Philadelphia Eagles have the 10th tenth ranked best defense in the league in fantasy? How the fuck does that happen? Special teams, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, and, and I don't really know they have a good return guy, do they? Sproles. Sproles well, I guess Sproles. Yeah, all right. Well, I think not to get too, too analytical, I think the improvements on offense. To, to help the defense. the defense. Last year, like, they had so many, like, three and outs. I'll agree with that. Yeah, all right. Well, we want to thank everyone that listened live tonight. Thank you, guys. We want to thank everyone that listened on the download on iTunes, Stitcher, um, tune in. I want to thank Mr. John for joining the show tonight. Thanks, Mike. John. It's a pleasure. I want to thank myself for just being such a class act. And uh, got <laughs> Christ. <laughs> we um, will see you. Well, we will not see you guys. Thanks, thanks to uh, Naked as well. And, I want to thank you know. Naked Bruin. Thanks, Fat Jacks Barbecue. We want to thank Callie for calling in, giving us a uh, uh, Lambo uh, update. And we will not have a show next week. We miss we miss you naked. We we miss you, Fat Jacks. We miss you naked. Naked brewing. We miss you. Hold on, we gotta rewind it. Oh, that's let's, right. We miss you naked. Run. Oh Christ, that's gonna no. be on the fucking. That's gonna be on the final show. Let's rewind in a second. The recap. Oh, uh, apparently there we go. What we we didn't hear enough of this shit. No. Oh. There we go. I just want to rewind it a little bit. Um, can't can't go out without any music. This isn't music. Although the singer from Semi Sonic does look like a fucking douchebag. You know Imagine what? that. I'm gonna have to switch songs. Um, oh, really? <laughs> you think so? Oh, now now it's over again. And now they, you gotta fucking rewind it and again. Then they, hug, they hug at the end by the car. Yeah, I'll bet they do. <laughs> they do. That's they so actually, touching. I'm they so, actually do. It's I'm pretty. So it's right pretty now. fucking bad, actually. It's it's actually hideous. Yeah, it's. it's it's so bad. It's it's not good. No, what the I fuck mean, was about you know to how say? it's so bad. It's good. No. It's oh yeah, so no show. Bad. We have no show next week. Oh, we don't. I'm on vacation, man. Well, I'm leaving, fuck. I'm leaving tomorrow. Don't tell me about that, you fuckhead. Yeah, I did. I'm going to Mark Allen. I'm going to Mark Allen, mm-hmm. Florida. Are you play like a probably. like a best of corner pub pop podcast. Like they probably will episode. They probably will by playing it's music. It's just you belching for like 90 minutes. That sounds about right, actually. Yeah. All right, so stay tuned on uh, here on Wildfire for some bar talk, and we will see you guys in two weeks. Actually, in two weeks, so, uh, yeah, we're getting that much closer, and we'll start previewing college football too, by the way. So we'll get to That's that. Right. Yeah, there's some good games coming yeah, up. Yeah, there is. All right. All right, guys. We can do a high five on the way out. Penis. Go, Bundy. We actually high five. That was pretty gay. Penis. <laughs>